Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates, with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, folks. Welcome back for another episode of Bold Sports. Matt, we're on episode 96. 96. 96. It took a little digging. It took a little digging, but the names that come up with that uh, for Pittsburgh for 96, um, we all know. Uh, Orpheus Roy. Great name. Great name. One of the best names in Steeler history. Uh, it is, really. Uh, and we had Joel Steed on here last week, also a very good name. Right. Um, but yeah, Orpheus Roy, uh, quality. Kendrick Clancy. I always thought it was Cedric. Come to find out it's Kendrick. I don't even remember him. I do. I used to wait on him. Okay. Well, <laughs> I guess he never picked up too he many was a late. He was a late 90s. He was a <laughs> late 90s You guy. didn't get his name right, so he must not have picked up many checks. Uh, he always paid cash. Okay. Yeah, well. My man must always, be nice to be able to do that. My man always paid cash. Nice. And then um, another one, Brenson Buckner. Um, Brenson Buckner, well-known here in Pittsburgh, uh, and currently is the lineman coach. Out in um, Oakland. Oakland Raiders. Yes. Haven't heard much about them in the past uh, three, four days. Wait, was that the Oakland Raiders calling? It, yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> they, they're, they're not going to, they're out. They're, they're like, Hard Knocks is over. Yeah, Hard Knocks is over. And so is all the circus. Uh, well, it's well, it's not, the circus isn't over. We'll get to that the later. The circus has moved. The circus moved. It's not where Brenton Buckner is anymore. It is not. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and then also... There was a little guy that the Steelers drafted in the third round in 1997 by the name of Mike Vrabel. Sure. He wore number 96. He did wear number 96. He was with us for four years, and then the Steelers let him walk as an unrestricted free agent. Then look what happened. Yeah, he's a coach now. He's a head coach uh, head coach down in Houston now. Or no, mm. no, not Houston. Tennessee. Tennessee. Head coach down in Tennessee. But, I mean, his stellar career... Was with the Patriots. Three Super Bowl rings. Yeah, you remember when he, uh, at the first Super Bowl celebration, or at least his first Super Bowl, and like when he was at the rally. That was the 01. And, okay, so he's he's talking, and he's he basically like, you know, was kind of like a little screw you to the Steelers, talking about how like, you know, this beats covering kickoffs in Pittsburgh. It wasn't, I mean, because he was a special teamer. You know, he, he, he didn't. He didn't really play a lot of snaps as like a three-four linebacker for the Steelers, and it wasn't until he went to New England that you know he started getting that regular playing time. You know, as like a member of the defense and not special teams, and uh, you know, I mean, I guess he's got a right to be ticked off a little bit. Like he's he was clearly good enough to start for. He was clearly you know, good enough. I mean, um, had a hell of a career, stellar career. Then he got into coaching right away. He didn't wait. Like, a lot of guys wait a couple years. Yeah. Like, Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward's now with the Jets. Yeah. Uh, you know, as a uh, player development coach, mm-hmm. uh, basically with the wide receivers. Well, I mean, if you wait and, these days, like, if you play a full career and then wait a few years to become a coach, like, you got guys coming out of, like, uh, college. Lane Kiffin. Look at him. I mean, Lane Kiffin's, like, old. Look at Sean McVay and, like... You know, yeah, Sean McVay is Cliff about, Kingsbury. I mean, Mike I mean, Tomlin was thirty-five. No, yeah, sure, like thirty-five. Like they're, the young coaches are, you know, there there are a lot of young coaches now. Like the old the older coaches. I mean, I don't. 
there's a few guys who keep getting jobs, but it's it's not like it used to be. No, with not like at all. you know Dick Vermeil, no, and oh. like Buddy Ryan. Oh wow, you know like super old super old heads coaching teams. Jimmy Johnson, Barry Switzer, the Tuna, the Tuna. I mean, you know, Joe Gibbs. Well, Joe Gibbs retired and twice, then, and then came back. <laughs> he retired and then went and did NASCAR, and then he realized that like. Well, no, you, no, no. You don't no. need to, like, do... You, you can still, like, own a NASCAR team and coach a right, football right, right. team at well, the what, same what time. Once Dan, he realized that, he's like, I'm coming back. Well, what it is is Dan Schneider had a shit ton of... Well, still has a shit ton of money, but... Like, hey, let's reassemble a team here. Let's bring Joe Gibbs back. We'll bring in Deion Sanders. We'll bring in, uh... What was his name? Green? Darnell Green? Daryl Green. Daryl Green. Yeah. We'll bring Daryl Green back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not how it works, man. You can't... It's not like the Misfits concert... Tonight in San Francisco or Oakland or wherever, where you just like, oh man, where you just like bring bring back like the original members and trust like, me, that was on my list to go. St- if we weren't going on vacation, because there was one show that was this week weekend, and there's one show that's next weekend, and Amanda and I leave for vacation on Monday, and I'm like, is there a chance you want to go to Denver or uh, Seattle? She's yeah, like, you texted me about that. She's it's like, like, why? Why? I was like, yeah, the Misfits or the original Misfits are together. <laughs> I you know, but like, then have you seen a picture of Glenn Danzig lately? Yeah, he, he, he's uh, fine. Whatever. He's he's not as ripped and muscular as I he once was. I, I don't go to like look at his muscles, man. No, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd be. But there. I picture Glenn Danzig as a ripped, muscular dude with black hair and his face screaming in a microphone. Well, just you can always just watch that episode of Aqua Teen that he was on, and just remember him that way forever. Okay, where you know he never puts a shirt on like the whole episode, so. I really, honestly, don't remember Glenn dancing with a shirt on most of the time. Well, that that photo of him <laughs> shopping for cat litter. Well, there's that. he's wearing a shirt in that because I, I I'm assuming wherever Glenn Danzig shops for cat litter has a similar policy to where I shop for cat litter, which is <laughs> no, no shoes, shirt, no, no shoes, no, shoes, no, no service. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's Kenny Chesney. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so so um. Yeah, you can't get the band back together if you're the Redskins. You can if you're Glenn Danzig and the Misfits. So then, anyway. Anyway, we... That uh, digression. We digress, but that was a good digression. Um, also, uh, for all-time football, uh, Cortez Kennedy, 11 years in Seattle, defensive back, seven-time Pro Bowler, 1992 Defensive Player of the Year, Hall of Famer in 2012. Um, he wore number 96, and then... Uh, not too many big guys in baseball wore number ninety six. A lot of September call up shit like yeah. that. Um, you have like I think next next week we have a uh, next week we have a pirate with ninety seven. Ninety seven. Yeah. Wow. I, I was looking ahead for cheating next ahead. week. Doing a little, doing a little, doing a little cheating ahead. Research. Yeah. But in the meantime, well. though, all time uh, NHLer uh, Tomas Holmstrom. Uh, 1996 to 2012 in his professional NHL career to play with one team, the Detroit Red Wings. Four Stanley Cups, one gold medal with Sweden in 2006. Um, he was a hell of a, hell of a, uh, oh yeah, winger. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> he had multiple 30 plus goal seasons and so forth. He put a spank on the Penguins in the 08 Stanley Cup Finals. Um, Wasn't his nickname the Mule? Yes. It was. <laughs> Not like the, the Clint Eastwood movie, speaking of old dudes. <laughs> Which is available on HBO Go, by the I, way. Yeah, I know. I, I, I haven't watched it yet. I'm, I I'm, almost watched it the other night. Almost. It, it had, like, kind of just started. 
And yeah, I, like, I, I can what? watch I it. Watch it from the beginning, and I I'm gonna have to I sell can, it. I can watch it from whenever I want to on the HBO Go. But I, I need a day that Amanda and I are off together. Yeah, or what? Well, we could have watched it today, but we got suckered in. Not suckered in, but we were both intrigued and interested into the History Channel and A and E and whatnot today. Yeah, being the fact that today is nine eleven, they're recording on the eighteenth anniversary of what happened in our country. Um that changed the world. Mm-hmm. It really did. Yep, really did. It really, really did. Kind of don't even want to think about it. So. Um, sports. One, one, one weird thing in sports today. Mm-hmm. Um, the New York Mets had nine runs on 11 hits. Oh, God. That's weird. So, I saw that on a uh, on a, one of the Facebook pages I follow. It's a servers and bartender page mm-hmm. that somebody actually rang in two New York strip steaks. Mm-hmm. On 9-11 at 9-11 p.m. for table 9-11. Wow. And then the first comment underneath there was, well, the Mets had nine runs on 11 hits tonight. Well, that's so, interesting. You know. Very interesting. Um, numbers work in weird ways. I'm yeah. a I'm a numbers guy, so I, I really get into some number shit. And that's why we do this numbers thing at the beginning. Yes, we do. Uh, but now we're going to move on to probably uh, one of the best teams that Pittsburgh has going right now, which is the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Last Saturday at, the, at Highmark, uh, the Hounds finished with a nil-nil draw with Louisville City. Um, the stat lines uh, were pretty evenly matched and just looked like a good defensive game. You said you watched most of it. To me, it seemed like the, the Hounds were just doing nothing but defending. It seemed like Louisville was in, at least the second half anyway, like the ball was always down at the Riverhounds' end. The only, uh, But they defended really well. They were really well organized and... You know, they just they weren't they weren't trying so much to like throw a lot of guys forward when they were winning the ball back. The only stat line that was really um, uh, askew was the passes. Yeah, uh, Louisville had like 125 more passes. Yeah, because than the they were did. because they were basically like running a half court offense. Okay, like if you ever watch a basketball game, like, right. where they're like passing the ball around a lot, definitely. You know. And like so, so that's going on for Louisville, and then you know the Hounds are trying to, you know, if if they get a steal, they're you know struggling to get something going. Like they're you know maybe making a pass out on the wing, you know, trying to get something going, but they weren't they weren't really like holding the ball up and controlling it and like bringing a bunch of guys forward. Um, so they didn't really look like they were, in, you know, really any threat to score that much. Which, you know, you take the point. You got to respect the point. Um, Louisville's in this in this race with us right now. It's like jockeying for a position because, like you said last week, like it's not gonna, you know, we're, we're not catching. We're not catching first place. First place. So not at all. You know, let's just focus on getting that home game. Speaking of the positions, uh, the Hounds are currently in fifth. Uh, they are three points uh, behind the third place, one point ahead of sixth. Mm-hmm. Um, Based on the points, it looks like the Hounds can't finish lower than sixth, barring a complete collapse um, there. Like, the Hounds really need to seriously, like, lose out, and everybody below them needs to win, and they would drop down. I don't see that happening, but hey, we've seen stupider shit happen, especially in this town when it comes to playoff races. Um, There's eight games left uh, in the season. Three of which are at home, including this week with Charleston Battery coming into Highmark. A few of the, rem- a few of the remaining matches are with teams uh, ahead of the Hounds in the points category. So those are going to become 
some serious, um, not must-win games, but you got to put some points on the board and at least get a draw out of it uh, and so forth. Yeah, and it's also just, in, aside from like any kind of points jockeying you can do, like this is the time of year to get hot and to... You know, whatever whatever bad run of form you might be on, like, get over it. And, like, start stringing some W's together. Start, you know, scoring some goals. Um, certainly would be nice, you know. I mean, look at last year. Like, we we beat Bethlehem in the regular season at Highmark pretty, pretty handily. And then, like, three weeks later we play them again in the playoffs and, you know, they knocked us out as, like, the underdog, you know, in our stadium. So... I mean, you know... What, what, so the Hounds have... Uh, they got to go to Nashville. They go to Memphis. That's that wake-up game. Yeah. Uh, Indy 11. Loudoun United. Uh, Indy 11 comes here. They go to Loudoun United. Uh, Atlanta 2 comes here. Uh, they go to St. Louis. And they go to Birmingham. And out of those teams... You have Nashville, Tampa Bay, and Indy 11. So this has changed since I've already uh, wrote the notes. Yeah, there was Indy, some games Indy, Indy 11 jumped up to two now. Okay. Indy 11 was at three. The Rowdies are now at three. Nashville's at four. Uh, so the Hounds are at 48 points. Nashville's at 51. Tampa Bay's at 52. 53 is Indy 11. The Red Bulls are at 53, and they're in first place. So, honestly, they are able to potentially get the first place, they're going to need help. Yeah. And they got to help themselves with Indy 11 and Nashville. Uh, especially those two teams. So those are huge games. Those are huge games. Indy 11 and Nashville is huge games. Out of, out of the eight games left, they could probably lose one, go to a draw on two, and have to win three. And the, and the two out of the three they have to win is Indy 11 and Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, is how that's going to break down. And I'm no soccer expert. Matt, you know way more than me, but I don't know that you're a soccer expert either. I would consider you more expert than myself. But there's a lot of math involved in this shit. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> you got tiebreakers, you know, yeah. points for, points against. I mean, it's the goal differential is the, the main tiebreaker. Yeah. So, you know, beyond that, I don't know. Like, it, it can come down to a flip of a coin. If, if it if it stays that way, you know, through all other head-to-head and, you know. I, I think that, like, after goal differential, like, at some point you would take in, like, the actual total number of goals, total number of goals allowed. Right. I I have no idea how they do it in the USL. Um, it's it's really rare to have, like, you know, a crazy much of a tie like that. Um, but you, you do get down to scenarios in the last game where, like, this team needs to score, like, four goals. Or, you know what I mean? So you, you will have teams that are just trying to, like, run up the score down the stretch because they, they know that they're in, like, a bit of a goal differential, you know, sort of... Running like a, up the score pit. in soccer is a lot more difficult than running up the score in football. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean for sure. But, like, you know, that's that's why you, you don't look at it as, like, oh, well, like, we should just, you know, go up 3-0 and then just, like, play four corners. And then and put know? all your subs in. Yeah. Like, it's... A lot of the... Top players don't play till the second half. You know. Well, there's the super sub. Right. I mean, that's you know some some teams are lucky to have somebody who, you know, a lot of cases it's like an older guy, so he's maybe he's maybe not you know fit to be running for ninety minutes. ninety minutes. But 
He still got it, you know, the skill. And well, that was like the end of Beckham's career. Yeah, when he played in oh in MLS, in, in MLS mm-hmm. he played like the last twenty minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, they you know they come out. Of, he might play the second half. Yeah, I, I whenever I remember when he came back, I went to one uh, soccer game when I lived in DC because the Galaxy was playing United and it was Beckham. And I'm like, well, you know what? I don't really like soccer, but I gotta go see this. Beckham gotta go dude. see him, right? Gotta go see this Beckham dude. And tickets were like. What they considered ridiculous mm-hmm. in D.C. for soccer, I think I paid 50 bucks. Wow. You know, they're yeah. like, these are really high. I'm like, well... They, well. Did, they, like, <laughs> did they have different pricing like once Beckham came? Uh, they didn't like fluctuate the face value ticket price. The uh, aftermarket fluctuated. Oh, the aftermarket. Okay, yeah. sure. Because, like, I mean, it's like... And that's when they played the RFK Stadium too, you know? and they blew both ends out of it. Yeah. So, But, they, I mean, they, they could easily be like, oh, well, the Galaxy game, that's going to cost more. Well, yeah, because but those tickets were already done you know, and printed. Like, they do back... that in the NBA, I think. It's they, like, they, well, they if you want to see, if you they, see the Warriors... Yeah, they do flex pricing in the NFL now, too. Yeah, well, they that's, just that's, did that's true. That, to... that is true. They have they, different tiers of... They, yeah. just, they just did that to make season ticket holders feel better about themselves, and I'll explain that later if you want to know how that works. But, yeah, so... Hounds got a lot of big games coming up. Eight games, like I said, they can probably lose one. They need to seriously win two um, against particular teams, have good showings against everybody else. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, Matt, what's going on with international soccer? Well, we had um, we had international friendlies for the U.S. Uh, the men's team lost three 0 to Mexico on Friday, and then they they tied Uruguay yesterday. Um, you had some Euro qualifiers going on. Um, it's just kind of boring, you know, like, like I said last week, the, the first international break during the Premier League season just sucks because it's like, it's still kind of nice out, you know, you, you get into this like routine of like waking up early on Saturday, like putting on some coffee, you know, watching soccer for like six, seven hours. And then, like, you still got, like, your whole afternoon ahead of you. But, like, with, with these international games, like, they're more like it, like the 2.30 time slot here in, in the States. And, and they're all it's friendlies. Hard to, and, no, they're not all friendlies. They're not like, all they're, friendlies. They're, some Euro qualifiers are going on. Well, the U- didn't the U.S. do something? U.S. US lost to Mexico Friday, and they tied Uruguay last night. Okay. Um, didn't see either. But, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not so interested well, in friendlies. I heard something about U.S. and France, and I wasn't sure what happened there. Oh, uh, you, you heard you heard about the uh, basketball? Oh, yeah. U.S. U.S. basketball got knocked out of the FIBA World Cup by France today. So, I was in twilight yeah. sleep because ESPN comes on on my TV. Huh. Yeah, yeah. At whatever time in the morning. Oh, that's crazy, dude. And I was I was osmosising. Yeah. And I heard U.S. and France, and I instantly went to soccer. I wasn't even thinking about basketball. Dude, all right, real, like, quick digression here. Okay, so I was doing that to NPR one day. And do you remember when that, like, guy in Ohio had a private zoo and all his animals got out? Yes. And, like, they had to, like, shoot all the animals? Yes. And it was, like, horrifying? Yes. Well, like, I'm, like, sleeping to NPR in the morning, and they had Jack Hanna on because it was in Ohio, Mm -hmm. and he's talking about these animals and about, like, shooting and death. And I somehow woke up thinking that Jack Hanna died. And then I was, and then I like listened to like the next time around. It was like, oh, he he's Jack Hanna's fine. He was just like the expert. But like, yeah, it's funny how your brain puts shit together, right? Yeah. Um, the U.S. men did not play France. Like, okay. The, the French are doing like Euro qualifiers on on this side of the planet. We're just playing friendlies. Um, 
there are a lot more countries in Europe than there are in like either North or South America. Yes. So it takes a lot longer to qualify a field for the the Euro Championship, which is in like next year. Okay. Yeah, 2020. It's like the two two years after the World Cup is the Euros. And it'll be on TV, it'll probably be on like ESPN or Fox, like every game will be televised, even though we're not in Europe, okay? But it's the the European, like UEFA region is the best. Right on. But the qualifying, it's, there's just something to be desired when, when you've got like France playing Andorra, you know, every once in a while, like like the marquee match on Saturday was Sweden versus Norway. And, like, you'd think, like, oh, that might be good because it's, like, a local rivalry type scenario. But my dad watched it, and he said it was kind of boring. So I, I could see that kind of be kind of boring. Bring back the Premier League, man. Like, Crystal Palace is playing Tottenham on Saturday. I got my fantasy lineup set. Um, you know, like, let's let's do it, man. Let's get this, let's, you know, let's get back on track. Games that actually matter. Games that actually matter. Well, I mean, I'm not okay. So I'm not. I'm like. I'm not hating on the U.S. men's team, but they're not really like that interesting right now because they're not actually playing for anything. I mean, they're playing friendlies, and they're you know they they got their ass kicked by their rival, so that sucks. And then yeah, they tied Uruguay, and that's you know that's a good result. Uruguay is no no like sucky team. They're they're not Brazil, but they're. You know they're they're a cut above like Colombia, you know at least historically. Like they, I mean they hosted the first or yeah the first World Cup I want to say was hosted in Uruguay. So I mean it's a good you know they got a good program there. I'm not I'm not gonna say they don't, but I mean I'm just I'm honestly more interested in like the women's like professional league right now than I am about U.S. men's friendlies. And there was a women's professional game on ESPN News tonight. Uh, I unfortunately did not get ESPN News, but that's I why I have ESPN do. Plus. Yeah. So well, you um, would have been blacked out. Probably. <laughs> no, I no, I, it's offered by my cable company. Oh, but you don't. Subscribe I just to it. I don't subscribe yeah. to it. I just have the. I have the sports bundle. Right. right? So yeah, I need I, to I change get, my stuff. I around. never watch ESPN News unless there's like a game on there that I want to watch. And, like, same goes for ESPN Classic. Right. Um, I don't get Deportes in my cable, so a lot of times, like... So you don't watch stuff in Spanish? I do. Okay, so for my job, I I watch a lot of stuff on mute. So it doesn't matter what language they're speaking. Like, I watch U.S. Open Tennis on the Spanish feed. Because I, I can't... I don't have a credential to, like, log in on my Fire TV to watch, like, regular ESPN... But I can watch the Spanish feed. Oh, look at that. An error by the Giants. The Pirates score another run. All right. Good thing with West Coast Baseball. It's still on TV while we're recording. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of some stuff that's coming up this weekend. um, PGA Tour. uh, The first tournament of the 2019-2020 PGA season after the long two weeks off uh, in between seasons. Starts this weekend in West Virginia at the Greenbrier Classic at the Old White TPC course. Um, there will be a handful of big names, but none of the likes of Rory, Phil, Tiger, Ricky, and those type of guys. Dustin Johnson did have his knee scoped. Um, John Daly will be there, but he's a West Virginian. So, you have that. Is he really? Yeah. He lives in West Virginia. I, I always thought I don't he was know he's like, from there, but I, I think he, was he, like, he lives there. Yeah, I mean, it's not the best place to live if you're going to play golf year round. Yeah, he's. He, I don't know he's from there. I, I believe he, 
his third wife is from there. Okay, well, that's the same shit. <laughs> and he is... <laughs> but he's lived there for the last, like, dozen years or so. Um, okay. I remember watching the 30 for 30 on um, Hit, mm-hmm. it, Hit It Hard or Hitting It Hard, the John Daly one. Grip It and Rip It. Yeah. Um, Wasn't that so, his saying? Yeah, Grip It and Rip It. No, no, that's 10 Cup. Which movie which is, is also on right, on right now. now. It's not fun to watch on mute. So. It is not fun to watch on mute, so that's how we I mean, it. not that the pirates are quote-unquote fun to watch these days either, but that's what we're watching. Uh, but yeah, we have, so the PGA Tour, if you guys are in the likes of still watching golf where I am, I actually still get out and play golf. One of my favorite months of the year in Pennsylvania is because it's really great golf weather. It's beautiful. And I mean, today was balls hot. Today was um, balmy as shit. But like, but, but yesterday yeah. was pretty hot, but like, Keely and I played Sunday, on Sunday. Sunday. Yes, yeah, Sunday, oh, Monday. Ke- Keely cool. and I played on Sunday, and we've had a ball playing on Sunday, Monday. Speaking uh, of having uh, a ball and playing, yeah, hi, yeah. Stella. Stella's got her ball. She's playing. <laughs> you know, oh, She's like, I, I heard you guys it. were talking soccer. There it is. Um, <laughs> so speaking of uh, uh, major things going on, uh, the U.S. Tennis Open. Yeah. How did that all end up? Because I know Nadal won, right? Nadal won, but it was like, but it was five sets. It was really good. It was like five yeah. sets, like four hours uh-huh. and fifty minutes or something. Yeah, and and I I watched at my uh, my parents' house where my dad controls the remote, and um, yeah, he's a really big tennis fan too. And both well, my parents are. But well, like, yeah, but your dad will watch. Uh, oh, live sports! It's a major. We're watching it. Well, yeah, that, I you mean, know that's how your pop comes off. Every, all the stories you have with your dad is like. Uh, you know, it could be a preseason football game, but the tennis majors on, so we're watching that. You know, so the so the the nephew likes like it's like his thing. Every Sunday is to watch America's Funniest Videos, so we we kind of had to flip around a little he's bit. He's like four, right? He like he loves the funny videos. He likes watching people get broke on trampolines. He's he doesn't. Like, he's like four, right? Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, he's in first grade now. He's six. So he's six. Yeah. So, okay. So, so yeah. So like yeah. <laughs> So I mean, so my dad like he forty and I like watching. He'll put on he'll put on the AFV for for the the grandson, um, but I guess my point here is that like the tennis was very long match and we ended up missing like the first like six and a half minutes of the Steeler game because the tennis was so good, and I mean if you're listening to this show you probably already have an idea what happened in the Steeler game so I don't need to explain to you why it doesn't really matter that much if I missed like the first six and a half minutes of the Steeler game right. So, but anyway, that was Sunday. That was the men's final. It was uh, Medvedev versus Nadal. Uh, Nadal won the first two sets. Or was it? Was it? Yeah, Nadal won the first two sets, and then and then I had to leave for my parents' house. And Medvedev won a set while I was like in transit. And then, you know, fourth set, Medvedev wins. And then the fifth set. You know, Medvedev goes down, like, two breaks, but then he, like, gets him back and almost pulled off a third break, in which in which case he would have, like, actually had the upper hand. Um, and, you know, it was, like, pretty entertaining stuff. I saw the end of it, the, the final volley. They mm-hmm. played the whole final volley on ESPN, and it was pretty ridiculous. It's pretty taxing, dude. Like, I get, I get really into it, like... Just the tension of like a long point like that. Like I don't have a favorite, you know what I mean? It's it's not yeah. the same. It's not like watching like a Pirates playoff game kind of tension, but like I'm definitely fist pumping, you know, for for these points. Like these these are, you know, these are some entertaining games. And this guy, and you're fist pumping for both guys. Yeah, you know, you're just, like, wow, that's a hell of a volley. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of rooting for Medvedev just because Nadal would have been an upset. Yeah, you know, 
and like I really want some some like young guys to like crack into that like upper level. You and know, again, because if, missed, if it's gonna tennis is gonna suck once like Federer and and Nadal and, and again we missed gone. and we missed uh, again a Federer Nadal final. Yeah, so, but we knew we weren't getting that like a week and a half ago. Well, no, I mean we oh, oh probably three. Federer days. went out in like the quarters. Yeah, he went out in quarters. Yeah, so I mean that so was, a week ago that was no, but yes, you know, yeah, at this point, yeah, um, but yeah, just like really entertaining stuff, like the. There's a lot of gamesmanship, you know, like Nadal is, you know, he's got a reputation for being kind of a slow player. Uh, he, f- they, they have a clock, like a serve clock now, and he, he was assessed like three faults over the course of the match for like taking too long on his first serve. Um, there, there were times when Medvedev was serving and like the crowd was getting a little too rowdy and like Nadal wanted wanted to basically ask for time, you know, because of, like, the crowd cheering. And he didn't get it. And he, he was, like, kind of ticked off. And then you, you could tell Medvedev was kind of going, like, hurry up offense a little bit. Like, when, you know, he the point would be over, he'd, he'd get right back on the baseline and just start whacking it again. And, like, Nadal didn't like it, but you could definitely tell that it, you know, it had a lot to do with the match. And uh, Tiger Woods was there to watch it. All the slubs. I, I, yeah, all the slubs were there I to watch it. I don't think... Like, normal people are even allowed to sit in the lower bowl. Like, I, I think if me and you, like, came up with, like, half a million dollars, like, I don't think we could get two seats Do down we, low. Because, like, like no, that, that seat's reserved for Jay-Z and no, Anna Wintour. Yeah, yeah, no, gentlemen, your seats are up there. But we paid half a million dollars for yeah. these front row tickets. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Jay-Z and Beyonce are here. Yeah. Yeah, you guys gotta go up top. Uh-huh. Like, some bitch. But, you know what, I do, I do, it's the perfect sport for, like, the crowd shots, like, baseball they overdo it sometimes because like sometimes it's kind of slow and like it's also the thing that annoys me about baseball like during the world series like they always just happen to find like the star of the new hit fox series like sitting somewhere you know and they usually got like good seats you know like Kiefer sutherland is in like the third row at fenway and then james taylor who sang the national anthem that night is like sitting like behind home plate he's behind one of the like support posts so, you know, like, but in tennis, it's like the time between points is just enough to, like, maybe show, like, one crowd shot. And between, like, the anguished coaches and, like, the bored player girlfriends and all the celebrities, like, it's just great people watching. It is. Uh, it was a good time. Uh, and that's not even to say anything yeah. about the women's match, which the women's went match to Bianca Andreescu in straight sets over, top over of Serena, Serena Williams. Williams. Uh, so Serena's been denied, like, I mean, she, she's she been trying to get another Grand Slam event under her belt for a while, and, you know... She had that issue, uh, was it in Wimbledon? Or was it the French Open, where she was penalized a With point? the coaching violation? Yeah. That was last year's U.S. Open. That was last year's U.S. Open. Against okay. Naomi Osaka. That was Naomi Osaka's big, like, coming out party. And then you had, this past summer, you had Coco Goff was, like... You know, the fifteen-year-old, fifteen-year-old American who was like the talk of tennis for a while, and you know neither one of them made the final. Um, and then Andrescu, you know, she's also young, so like women's tennis looks like it's in a pretty good place. You know, in, in terms of like the next generation, I mean, honestly, skips a generation because like I mean, Serena's like almost my age, and then you're talking about like girls who are like between like Serena's- fifteen and twenty-two. 
Ser- yeah, Serena's you know, in her late thirties. So there was like the the like late twenties oh, like no, women's players. Ser- is Serena in her late thirties? Yeah, I don't think she's forty yet. Not yet. Like Venus is like pretty much my age, and then Serena's like two years younger. I want to say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. I thought Venus was the younger one. No, Venus is older. Venus the older one? Venus was better until, like, Serena matured, and then Serena yeah, surpassed her. that's right. And that's probably why you think that Venus was younger, because when they would play each other, like, Serena would usually win. I remember when they played in Wimbledon. It, it, I don't know if it was a final or there a was, semi. How many of those matches... No, it was a final. Did, well, how many of those finals did they play each other in? I, I don't and know they, the number. It, it was ridiculous. The 2003, for, like, a two-year period. 2003 I, Wimbledon final... I went to, I was at a pub in Covent Garden in West London. Nice. And I, I was just like walking walking down the street and like all, all the pubs have like sandwich board signs with like what's going on, like what their specials are and it was just like Venus versus Serena and I was like, well I'll go to that place because I won't have to like ask them to turn off cricket. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I, so I, yeah, I sat down and, and it was like uh, not a long match. I mean, if yeah. you try to go to a bar for a men's match, like you, you better bring a couple credit cards. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a a fast like two set like straight set women's match like yeah you drink like four pints and then go get on the tube god I miss London <laughs> I actually had a guy I know from high school date Serena Williams so oh yeah uh, yeah was it LeVar it was yeah well, I mean you've told that story before that's like kind of like just sneaking that in there you yeah know? sneaking that in there you know it's whatever like LeVar Arrington has more to his resume than just like Knows Steve from high school, <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> the last time I saw Levar was my son was a senior in high school playing at North Hills. Yeah, and he came down for the he he comes back every year for the senior day, and um, goes in the locker room, gives him the pep talk, all that good shit. But yeah, that's the last time I saw Levar, so it's been a while. Um, since my son's twenty three. Uh, all right, folks. At that point, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now. Listen to what our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beach View have going on for you. They host our podcast, as well as other uh, podcasts uh, on there like Fishing Without Bait, Awesome Cast, Russell Mayhem. And also, uh, new news, we have our own channel now. Bold Sports Channel. Bold Sports Is that Channel. What it's called? Uh, yeah, if you go underneath, uh, it's, I know for sure it's under Apple. Um, if you go underneath your podcast app, Mm-hmm. You can just type in Bold Sports and we're there. Excellent. So, so much easier. Now I can tell Rocky, who's always had such a hard time right? finding our podcast. Trying to find the podcast. Awesome. All right, folks. We'll be back after these uh, messages from Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. Alright folks, and we're back here for our second segment at Bold Sports, episode 96. Um, here's our uh, couple weeks into the high school football season quick look in. Uh, we don't have any really big individual team stats, uh, even with the local boys and so forth. Uh, while I was doing some research, I did find out a few things. What prompted this was I uh, Monday I was actually scheduled off. Mm. So Sunday for uh, me was kind of a fuck off day. Um, nice. So um, you and the Steelers. 
Completely. So my fuck off day consisted of like cooking breakfast for Amanda and I. She had like a photo shoot for like four hours mm-hmm. in the middle of the afternoon. I'm like, well, that's a perfect time to go play golf. Yeah. So Keely and I went and played golf. That's awesome, dude. I, I saw your post and I, I really wanted to like weigh in on that, but you know, I, I had plans. You had family stuff. I had family stuff. You always have family stuff on Sunday. Well, not every Sunday, but like try, I try to get there like a couple times a month. It's, right? it's hard with my schedule to like have dinner with anybody. I usually eat dinner like in front of my computer screen at two a.m. or like in like tonight when I like microwave the meatball sub like during a pitching change in the Braves game. Right. Our call to the pen features these meatballs and some provolone cheese and a little bit of spicy Italian jardinera on a delicious Deluca's roll Ooh. from Brookline Boulevard. Ah, uh, fresh baked this morning. That was amazing. Sounds amazing. I want one now. Yeah, I uh, wish I had more. But so so Monday like so so left. so Monday ended up being not my fuck off day. Mm. So I I took Amanda to work. We already had the laundry in the car. I went straight to the laundromat up here on eighty eight mm-hmm. across from the Tennyson, um, which is closed. So I couldn't go have a beer while I was oh. doing laundry. Uh, not that. <laughs> um, that's like the saddest <laughs> it's like the saddest thought man i know right but i used to hang out with you at albert's on launch i know days. right yeah <laughs> yeah you, you me and g money and um <laughs> g money you me g money and uh tj all end up yeah and, and joe all end up doing laundry like the mm-hmm. same day yeah it, it used to be it, it used to be a nice it, little family it, it was great um so I was talking to this lady at the laundromat because, you know, you're at the laundromat. So, and, and she was coming in and putting her clothes. She's like, oh, all the big washers. Are, I'm like, they're almost done. They're mine. I'm right here. And mm-hmm. I'm going over to the big dryer. She goes, perfect. So she had to wait like two minutes to like switch the load over. Mm-hmm. So we were talking. And it's like, she probably almost, I was like, you have a family of, as like family of four? She goes, family is six. She goes, mm-hmm. my oldest is 16. I'm like, she goes, yeah. She goes, between football, soccer, this, that, and everything. I was like, ah, oh. I was like, your boy plays football. She goes, yeah. She goes, he's a quarterback at Keystone Oaks. Nice. I'm like, awesome. She goes, yeah. She goes, he's having a pretty good year. She goes, they're undefeated right now, and they just dropped 49 points on Hopewell last week. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> and I'm well, like, I saw their schedule, and I was and like, I'm well, like, they got Hopewell, and I think they got Quaker Valley this week. And I was like, got, those are, yeah, those are some I know good teams. South Park this week, Quaker Valley's coming up. Okay. I think they go to Quaker Valley. Yeah, that's gonna be um, a tough one. But then you and I were talking earlier today on text that. Quippa's coming to Dormont. Yeah, dude. I'm going to um, be there. That, that's 10-18. Yeah. I looked at the date. It's uh, so October 18th. I can't uh, remember a team of that like consequence coming to well, Dormont. Well, with, with all this realignment yeah. and everything and so forth. I mean, um, like, they, they when, I, when I was living, like, two blocks from the stadium, you know, up, yeah. up until, like, two years ago. Right. I mean, they, they were playing, like, Burgettstown and South Park. Oh, yeah. And, and like... Northgate. Northgate. I mean... Avonworth. Yeah, these these are, know. like, teams you've heard of, but they're not, like... Quippa. Quippa gets guys into the NFL. Like, a lot year. of them. I mean, like... <laughs> so, like, I'm not going to miss that. The right. last time a, a big game came to KO and I didn't go to it, I really ended up regretting it because TJ oh. came to play there when they were at, like, the height of their powers... And, like, you could just tell, like, you could hear the band from my deck. And it sounded louder than, like, any high school band I had ever heard. And I lived, like, you know, right up the hill from the stadium. And it was because, like, the Well, you were on top of this hill, the stadium was on top of the other hill. You had to yeah. go down and up, so you were level. Yeah, we were exactly level. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, from you your know? old house. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I, that... I could have hit him with a bazooka if I had to. <sighs> 
Don't say that. Not now. that I would. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Um, that's crazy talk. But yeah, that's um, like how a Seton LaSalle guy thinks, right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like you know, your old house. Every Friday and Saturday, there was a game at that stadium because three teams used that stadium. Well, two, because yeah. Seton moved to Carnegie. Uh, see, oh, they're playing Carnegie now. Yeah, they play at Hannes Wagner Field. Okay, which is a decent field. So, but so Canavan's still using. It's a grass field. It's yeah, better. it's it's weird because Canavan is like kind of close to Carnegie, right? And they come to Dormont to play the teams. Maybe they're getting a better deal. They, I, you know, I don't know. And also, it's like, are you willing to play Saturdays? It's true. You know what I mean? Like, if maybe I'm seating LaSalle, I'm like, hey, look, like we went to the Whippeal Finals not too long ago. We shouldn't have to play Saturday afternoons. That's you know? all. Yeah, we, we deserve we deserve night games. And but this, this also travel like I, Carnegie's easy to get to because it's right on the Parkway. So like maybe maybe that's part of it for your your opponents. I don't know, but the the Seton Lasalle KO rivalry, like I mean I think they always play that game at Dormont Stadium. Yeah. Just, even though it's technically like, well no they're not in the same division. They're not anymore. They're not uh, anymore. They're, yeah that's one. That's of the, too bad man. That's one of the um, that's one, one of the, the rivalry casualties. games. That's like uh, uh, the uh, 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 Mount Lebanon St Clair. Yeah, um, that that's casual. So now they have with so the now, Central uh, Catholic. So now high school football has the Central week, Gateway. Uh, so now high school football is a week zero, mm-hmm. and that's where you can play your rivalry games. And yeah, so Central forth. played some like like academy team or something yeah. in week zero. They typically will like go on the road. Like they they'd rather play some team that's like nationally ranked. Well, I messaged you last week. I'm like, hey, I know you're probably working tonight. I know it was Friday night. You weren't working. I wasn't working. But but, but I was like, hey, um, Jim Colney is announcing the Central NA game at NA, and it's on KDK Radio. And I don't know what you had going on if you could listen to any of that I, or not. I didn't but... get into it at all, unfortunately. And I... it's probably better off you didn't. They lost eleven to ten. They did lose eleven to ten. I um... saw my first fire totten tweet. <laughs> like ever. Not just this season, like ever. Um I didn't realize people tweeted about firing high school coaches. Well, Central Catholic, Mount Lebanon, North Allegheny, they, North Hills, they do that shit. Well, the problem with Central, and you always make fun of Central for the, like, recruiting angle, <laughs> but, like, it comes with, there, there's another side to that coin, Steve, and that is, at Central, you can't just, like, run for the school board and then fire the coach because you have some, like, shitty axe to grind with them. So you gotta look at that. I mean, there's two sides to everything. Well, so with that loss last week that Central took, it dropped them in the WPL rankings, moved Pine Richland into number one. Um, North Allegheny into number two and Central into number three in 6A. In 5A, you have Penn Trafford number one, Peters number two, Gateway number three. 4A, Thomas Jefferson is number one, South Fayette's number two, Bell Vernon's number three. In 3A, you have Quippa uh, is number one, North Catholic is number two, Central Valley's number three, and you have KO at number five. Um, now that is just for the um, 3A, and so all the teams that are in the top five are leading their in their respective conference. Um, and then 2A, you have Washington uh, is number one, Burgesstown is number two, Avonworth, Amanda's alma mater is number three. Um, 1A, you have Laurel uh, at one, Jeanette at two, Clarendon at three, <coughs> and you know, and Clarendon and Jeanette are always in the top three anyway. Uh, City League, you have Alderdice um, at number one, University Prep at number two, and Westinghouse at number three. 
in the state, 6A, Pine Richland is number two overall in the state. NA is number five. Central Catholic fell down below the top five, but they're still in the top ten. In the state, that is. Uh, 5A, Pine um, Penn Township is, or no, sorry, Penn Trafford is number oh, yeah. two. In the state, Peters is number three in the state. 4A, Thomas Jefferson is number two in the state. Um, 3A, you have Quip is number one in the state. North Catholic is number three in the state. Uh, 2A, Washington is number two in the state. And in 1A, Jeanette is number three in the state. Awesome. Overall. So you are so you have your Whippeal top three there. And then I took the, uh, and put the Whippeal guys to their position in the state as long as they were within the top five. Um, so you have that going on. High school football Friday Night Lights are going into week four. Uh, currently, Mount Lebo is playing Seneca Valley. Mount Lebo is playing Seneca Valley on television. On yeah, they're gonna be on it's CW. Gonna be on the point twenty two, the point. Okay, yeah. And I, I saw I saw that's an ad the for CW. It. Well, uh, CW's nineteen. Okay, it's channel twenty two. Uh, one's KDK, one's WPXI. Right, yeah. Because I was watching. I was watching because I was watching WPXI news tonight on mute, and they showed a commercial for it. And I noticed that uh, former North Allegheny, Rutgers, and Detroit Lions quarterback Mike McMahon Ooh. is now somehow involved in the broadcasts of like these high school football games. So Ooh. can't, can't wait to Mike. see that. Big Mike. Big Mike. My, Big. my first ever game at Heinz Field that I ever saw was a preseason game against the Lions. Well, he and finished a career at the Eagles. Yeah, well. But I mean, he, he was drafted number, number one to, not number one overall, but he was drafted... Number one draft pick to the Lions as quarterback. I believe that was after Charlie Batch left. Yeah. Uh, uh, I Okay, so I, I used to play Madden a lot in, like, college in 2002. And the Lions were my team. And, yeah, that was the depth chart. It was, like, Charlie Batch and then Mike McMahon. Yeah. And I, like, traded Charlie Batch. Got rid of that big contract. Because I figured we're going to suck anyway. Because, like, my roommate literally just got a GameCube, like, a week ago, and I still haven't really figured out all the controls. Well, I picked off Mike McMahon once in high school. Oh, yeah? Nice. He, yep. Yeah, we were, we both graduated the same year. So, we were cool. both juniors. Yeah. Uh, when that happened. Uh, but, yeah, that was awesome. I mean, I got to play against a lot of guys that yeah. went to the NFL. I mean, come on, I'm 40. So, yeah. and all the guys I played against now are retired out of the NFL and doing way better than I am. Have been. Um, yeah, have, they were doing way better than I was in college. What are but, you talking I mean, about? You and LeVar both have, like, a talk show. Look at it that yeah, way. Yeah, right? Yeah, except his is syndicated through, like, ESPN and mine syndicated through Sorgatron Media. Yeah, but he has uh, to talk about, like, the Redskins. Yeah, it's true. It's, you know, we get to talk about, you know. Whatever the well, fuck we want. And yeah, we, whatever the fuck we want, and a slightly better <laughs> football team, if, if it really comes down to it. Exactly. Uh, speaking about talking whatever the fuck we want, how about the Pirates? Um, well, the Bucks now have an official losing season with the loss last night to the Giants in San Francisco. Uh, the Bucks are currently playing the Giants that Matt and I have on right now. They do have a getaway game tomorrow afternoon, which is 3.45 our time, so it'll be 12.45 their time. Uh, and then the Bucks head to Chicago for three games this weekend. Um, in related news, uh, Kyle Crick and uh, Felipe Vasquez had a clubhouse altercation. Both were fined an undeclosed amount uh, by the team. Crick is out for the season. 
due to surgery on a tendon in his throwing hand after throwing punches. Still undeclosed what the altercation was over. You said you saw some shit on Twitter tonight. But I have to just think about fucking Bull Durham at this point. Whenever, you know, Kevin Costner gets, you know, him to throw punches at him. And he says, you hit me. Nice punch. He goes, you hit me with your throwing hand or your catching hand? He's like, what's it matter? Did you hit me with your throwing hand or your catching hand? It's my catching hand. Good. You never punch with your pitching hand. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well. So Tim Robbins, you know, learned real quick. I mean, those are the actors, mm-hmm. you know. So Crash Davis and what the hell is Tim Robbins' character? Meat. He was, <laughs> you know, Kevin Costner always called him Meat. It's like, oh, good? Yeah. You never throw with your pitch. You never punch with your pitching hand. Well, now let me go buy you a beer. <laughs> if you, you care it? about pitching... You don't punch with your pitching hand. If you just want your season to be over anyway. <laughs> I mean, so... And, like, just to set the scene here, like, Vasquez is pitching for the save in San Francisco as we record Currently, this podcast. as we're recording right um, now. Now, what I read tonight was that Crick was, like, he had, like, gotten out of the shower and he was at his locker... And he was he was getting dressed for the game, and he was playing music. And Vasquez told him to like turn off the music, and Crick said no. And you know Vasquez wanted to fight him, and Crick didn't didn't take the bait. And from what it sounds like to me, you know Vasquez like basically followed Crick across the you know the clubhouse, and like took a couple like sucker shots at him. And then, you know, Crick turned around and, like, squared up to him and punched him in the face. So, you know, Vasquez had to get his nose bandaged. And Crick, like, cut his finger and a tendon and he had to have surgery and his season is done. Now, I'm not saying that Crick's not, like, Jagoff. Like, he probably is a Jagoff. I mean, he's the guy who fought the bullpen coach not too long ago. Um, Seems like the Pirates have, like, three guys in the bullpen right now who, like, can't keep their hands off each other. Um, you know, so that's it's not a good situation. Um, it's This is going to be a very forgettable season for the Pirates. Um, but yeah, it, it sounds to me like, you know, like maybe Vasquez like started the fight and he didn't, didn't injure himself. Because like you said, Steve, don't punch with your throwing hand. You never punch with your throwing hand. You know... Never. If Kyle Crick had punched him in the nose with his non-dominant hand, like, he might not have, you know, required a bandage from the blow. Um, might have just been, like, a pity-pat punch, like uh, they, they say on the boxing sometimes. But, yeah, like, what the hell? Like, you know, he pitched with his pitch... Or he punched him with his pitching hand, and now his season's over. And Vasquez just earned a save. And, by the way, did we have Vasquez on episode 73? Uh, it's a weird number for a, a like guy who's established. Certainly, I th- I'm not sure. I think we no, 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 no. Seventy three was Estrelzik. Oh yeah, yeah. We 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 focused on someone who actually like you know. I don't know. Someone to me anyway. Like Estrelzik was the man. Like Vasquez, he could he could he could get a different number. Yeah, I don't know. He just likes seventy three. He's a little weird, right? I think he's a little weird. I mean, is you got, he you the one who changed his name? Yeah, yeah. What was his old name? I 
he took Vasquez is like his sister's name mm-hmm. or something. I forget what. It and is. she's like his agent. Yeah, yeah. I, I forget what. At this point, it's been two years. I forget. What... I forget what his old name was. <laughs> yeah, like we gotta look, so like we're gonna look that up. Like that's that, yeah. Like he he changed his name and it, it wasn't like you know like where they, where he was like don't call me Felipe anymore. I'm Phil. You know, like he changed like his whole name. Um, but anyway, so yes, the Pirates are fighting. Um, they're playing some bad teams and getting wins. Like they swept the Rockies. Um, you know, they're they're doing pretty well in San Francisco. Um, but I just don't know anybody who's like not just like anxious to get this season over with. Like enough already with the Pirates. Definitely. Uh, so now we get into post game. We got Michael McHenry on uh, talking. Always some good stuff. Michael McHenry is such a good dude, good, good baseball dude. Felipe Rivera. Rivera. And then he changed it in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, like, some of us have blended families, you know, and... Yeah, I mean... You know, you, you might, like, I don't know, like Juju Smith-Schuster, you know? Well... Like, his last name is, like, his dad's name and his stepdad's name. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know? And his name's actually John. Yeah. His name's John Smith. Yeah. You know? So, you know... And Juju was his nickname growing up. He goes by Juju. Smith was his dad's name. Schuster's his stepdad's name. He would not... Like, think about it. Like, a John Smith doesn't get recruited. Nope. You know what I mean? Well, or you might you you might end up at like a D two school or something like Juju Smith Schuster gets to go play at USC, you know, and then the pro scouts have all that tape on them. I mean, not that you can't also be a successful receiver going to like a Mac school such as Central Michigan. Well, we'll talk about Juju here a little bit more, but in the meantime, Major League Baseball news: Christian Yelich, uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Ouch. Christian Yelich is more like it. Yel- yeah, right. He is out for the remainder of the season with a broken kneecap. I don't awful. even know how to fathom. It sounds awful because a kneecap's not a joint. No, like it's when a you break a bone. plate, when you break a plate, it doesn't just like break in half. No, you know it, what I mean. It, like it, it shatters. shatters. <laughs> that's really like that's what's ha- that's what we're thinking. Yeah. It's, like, it's like a small finger bowl that's attached to the front of your leg. Yeah, and it just got um, shattered by a foul ball off his own bat. Also, you have one year after winning the um, World Series, David Dombrowski. Um, president of Ops and GM of the Red Sox has been fired. Gave too much money to too many pitchers for past accomplishments, not, like, paying enough attention to, like, what kind of return are you going to get from them in the future. Uh, they've, they've got an albatross with sale and price, and they're at the point where they can't really, like, you know, bring in, like, big-name pitchers for a lot of money now, and, like, their rotation's kind of struggling. Well, but it's also typical Red Sox. Like, to... win the World Series... And then and don't struggle make the playoffs the next, the next year. Yeah, it's standard operating procedure in Boston. They aren't allowed to complain about sports until at least like no, twenty thirty five. No, in that no, town. no, I don't so, hear shit. Yeah, and I'm a Red Sox fan. I know, but it's like, come on, but guys. you're also a Pirates fan. I'm so also, you know, I, I, I you spent know a lot of years losing. I spent a uh-huh. lot of years losing. Yep. Um, currently, right now in the AL East, you have the Yankees at ninety five and fifty one. The Rays are eighty seven, sixty two, eight and a half games back. Red Sox are 19 games back. We might as well just write them and the rest of the AL East off. Um, 47 and a half games back is the Orioles. AL Central, you got the Twins, uh, 89 to 56. Then you got the Indians, four games back. White Sox, 25 games back. Write everybody else off in the Central. 
Um, AL West, Astros, 95-52. A's, 8.5 games back. Rangers, 22. Everybody else, write them off. Angels and Mariners. Uh, so your wild card's looking like Indians... Between the Indians, Rays, and A's. Yeah. That's your wild card race right now. So that's your AL. If you're watching a wild card race, um, unless the Indians severely stumble, they're four games ahead of the Rays and the A's. So the A's are both tied up right now at eight and a half games back. That's your second wild card race right now in the, in, in the AL. I have not been following the AL so much. Like me, it's been more National League this year. Well, you've been um, doing a lot of National League games. Yeah. You've been doing a lot of Braves games. Right? Braves and, <clears throat> like, Marlins. Speaking of Braves, it, we're going to talk about that real quick. competitive division. Uh, 91 and 56 are the Braves. The Nats are nine and a half games back. 15 back of the Mets. Write everybody else off. Uh, NL Central Cardinals, 81 and 64. Cubs, three and a half games back. Brew Crew, four and a half games back. Reds, 14. And the Pirates, 17 and a half. So, write everybody off below the Brewers. NL West Dodgers ninety four and fifty three, um, they are right. Everybody else off in the, in the NL West. Uh, Diamondbacks are eighteen and a half, and then everybody else is below them. So your wild card right now is coming out of um, you're going to have a fight for the wild card position in the NL Central. And it's going to be between the Cards, the Cubs, and the Brewers. But the Brewers are, I mean, obviously, kneecapped themselves, literally. Yeah. So So now it's going to be the Cubs, probably, and the Nats. And the Nats, Nats, and the Nats, Nats are, are nine and a half games back. Well, wait. Well, the Nats you, are starting a series with the Braves on Friday. Right, right. But you can have two, come, you can have two wild cards come out of the same division, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so based on record. So the Nats, even though they're second place... In the East, and nobody in the West is any, anywhere close. You can have your wild card teams being the Cubs and the Brewers, mm. you know, or Cardinals, Cubs, Brewers, any of those three. Unless the Brewers take a serious nosedive right now, they could. Christian Yelich is out for yeah. the season. I mean, it's going to be tough, but you know, you get so you you'll, you'll both, get a little pop. Like you'll get some yeah. like. You can have both wild card teams come out of Central again. I mean, it happens. Remember when the Pirates played the Cubs in the wild card game? Yeah. Not, not that it. I mean, that's not a good memory to talk about. But no, it happened. It that, did that year. I'm sure the Cardinals won the division. It did. It was Cardinals won the. Yeah, that was the that was the hundred games ninety ninety nine and ninety eight games, mm-hmm. and that's the Pirates. Yeah. Or no, no, ninety nine, ninety ninety eight, ninety seven. Mm. Cardinals won the division with 99 games. Pirates held the wild card game in PNC Park with 98 wins, mm-hmm. and the Cubs had 97 wins. But the real winner was Jake Arrieta's steroid dealer. Oh, yeah, that dude. <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, anything else in baseball you see happen crazy? They're talking about maybe Dave Dombrowski. I don't know if it's going to happen, but they're like, hey, Dave Dombrowski and Joe Madden come to Pittsburgh next year. Because if the Cubs fuck up, they could fire Joe Madden. I'm not saying they will. That's they're not a, going to. That's the talk on the street. I mean, they're not going to. I'm just saying that's like, the talk on the street. But would you bring Dave Dombrowski in here? That means you got to foul fire what Neil Huntington. Right? Yeah, I. I mean, Neil Huntington's been like 
failing at his job for long enough now. Problem is, though, is Neil Huntington's failing at his job because he has nothing to work with. That's why my whole biggest thing is, is if you fire Huntington and Hurdle, who the fuck are you going to hire to come in here? Unless you got some young buck coming in here like, yeah, let's go make a difference and let's go do this. Right. And then they get here and then yeah. they're like, Dombrowski's like, a young buck. Dombrowski. Consider, he's a young buck. Well, but he's already like built. He's built, championship. He's built well, championship. Okay, so Detroit didn't win any championship, but they were certainly, you know, in the World Series and positioned to like go back. And then you had, you know, what he did in Boston. And yeah, you're right. He's going to look at an $80 million payroll and be like, well, I can't replicate the success that I had in Boston or even in Detroit right. with Pittsburgh. So I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, there, there, there's talks of it. Again, we don't think it's going to happen. There's talks of it. And like, Joe, first of all, Joe Madden's not even fired. No. And, like, who says, who's to say, first of all, a guy like Joe Madden, who is so in love with the sound of his own voice, like, who's to say he won't go into the broadcast booth for, like, a year or two? Or, like, MLB Network, you know? A lot of those guys do. I mean, it's possible. I mean, until I, the right opening comes along. You know, at some at some point, like, the Yankees are going to need a new manager. I mean, I mean, you know? The Yankees they always hire Yankees. I mean, Joe Madden's a huge douchebag, so. Right? It's like the Yankees. <laughs> I mean, people have been uh, also, you know, to, to cross over sports, people have been talking about Cower getting back in the coaching ring for years. Why, though? I, I mean, don't know. Why? Exactly why. He went out kind of on top. He won the Super Bowl. Then the next year he went 8-8. Eight and eight. Mm-hmm. He retired. Whatever. He had family issues at that point. His wife wasn't well and so forth. And then he said, I'm not doing anything. I'm going to do this TV thing. I'm home on during the week. I'm away on the weekends. Mm-hmm. My kids... You know, his kids, I think his youngest one might be graduating college here soon. Okay. Um, they all went to NC State. They all played, like, basketball and volleyball mm-hmm. and whatnot. He was there with them the whole time. Um, I don't know. Uh, John Gruden spent 10 years in a fucking booth before he decided. 10 years. Decided before he went back to coaching. But he was younger than Cower. Oh, yeah. He was younger than Cower you know? when he quit coaching. So, yeah. yeah. And, I mean. He's still younger. He's obviously still younger than Also, Coward, like, but... I don't think, like, Gruden, like. You know, he didn't just go back to any job. He went back to he it. went he went back to the Raiders where he had already been. Yep. And they're moving to Vegas, and you know, you went know three four years ago, five years ago even, especially three four years ago. People, you know, we the conversation always came up at the bar. If you're starting an NFL football team right now, who you take as your coach? You're going to take Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin. You take any? I'm like, I'm taking Tom Gruden, dude. He's had way too much time to see every fucking team play. I watched all his shit he did on ESPN mm-hmm. with the quarterback club and all that stuff. Dude's think, a fucking genius. I think Bill Belichick watches a fair amount of film as well. Yeah. I, I, I'm talking longevity-wise. Oh, yeah, sure. Because, I mean, I, Bill, like, if Bill were more on board with Tom Brady's weird diet... <laughs> then like maybe I would say that he could coach oh until he's God. like 140 years old. God, but because man. he's not into like the power sauce and all the weird wheatgrass cures that Brady does, like yeah, Bill's probably just gonna live to be like a normal ripe old you know 110, and probably coach till he's about 90. There's a chance. There's always a chance. Alright folks, at that point we're going to come go ahead and take a break right now and we're going to finish strong. We got about an hour or so uh, before Matt has to leave um, and uh, we're going we're gonna to just go straight college and NFL football for the third 
and final segment here at Bold Sports. Um, so we'll be back in just a few moments. Relax, hang out, and chill. Check out what's going on with our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview um, with that host our podcast as well as several other podcasts. And don't forget about Slice on Broadway with mm. the perfect pepperoni pizza with the location original in Beachview. They have one in Carnegie. There's one in the east end of Pittsburgh and in PNC Park, home of the Pittsburgh Pirates on the North Shore. We'll be right back in just a few moments. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our third and final segment here at Bold Sports, episode 96. We're getting close to 100, Matt. we got to figure out what we're doing for 100. Um, hopefully something cool. You shoot off some fireworks in your living room, Steve. <laughs> I already have it planned. <laughs> oh, man. Why, why didn't you ask me like a week ago? Mm. Oh, so that trip to Ohio last week wasn't just for shits and giggles, was it? No, I didn't go to Ohio last week. I've been saving. I've, I've just been waiting, you know. <laughs> Um, so NCAA this past weekend, um, first and foremost, I want to send out a big fuck you to ESPN and Comcast because I actually had time to watch the pick game before I had to go to work on Saturday. Come to find out, I knew it was an 11 o'clock start, mm-hmm. um, and whatnot. Practically a soccer game at 11 a.m. Right? Uh, and I know they're playing Ohio University. Yeah. I get it. But... To me, the pit game should be visible in Pittsburgh. So I go to my ESPN Plus, which I pay for. Mm-hmm. It is blacked out on ESPN Plus because it's a local game. So I go to the regular ESPN app, either on my Apple TV or on my phone, and I go and hook it up, and it says Pit OU game. I go and click on it. It says enter your password. I do. Comes across as... Your cable company does not support the ACC network. Therefore, it is blacked out. Yeah, when are we going to get the ACC network here? Like, seriously, do you have Comcast or do you have Verizon? I have Verizon, but I don't have You the don't ACC have the ACC network, network either? Does, I, I think maybe only fucking DirecTV might have it. I, I don't know. And I'm I'm sure, like, if you've got, like, Cox Communications cable, if you live down in the Carolinas, like, I'm sure you get my the cousin, ACC My network. cousin has the ACC yeah. network in yeah. fucking Greenville. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm. No, I'm. I'm sure that like Julia's family, like who are all like either Chapel Hill or uh, NC my, State alumni, yeah, 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 like yeah. they can watch all their shit. Yeah, if yeah, they my, want to. yeah, my cousin in fucking Clemson. Gets yeah, fucking Atlanta, crazy. Atlanta, Georgia Tech. I'm sure they get the ACC network. But like, are you surprised? Like, we don't get Bojangles up here. <sighs> you know, we don't. We don't have. We don't have bow time. So why would we get the ACC network? You know what? I'm headed to the beach next week. And I'm going through Maryland and Delaware. I'm going to find me a Bojangles. You're not going to find a Bojangles in Maryland. It's not far enough south. You can't, not... There's no Bojangles in border states, man. you got, you got to be down in like the actual like former Confederacy. West Virginia? They don't have them in West Virginia. I bet you I can find a Bojangles. Dan Snyder owns a shit ton of them. Does he? Yeah, that's how he made his money. Well, they're not in D.C., though. They're not in D.C. proper, but they're around. Mm. In I, Virginia. Hey, you, you gotta go, you gotta cross you know the Mason-Dixon line. You, you, no, you, the no Mason, not even Mason-Dixon line. The Mason-Dixon line. line. You, Pennsylvania, no, sir. You, got, you <laughs> gotta go to the freaking south. 
All right. All you right. know what? I, I might just have to make a detour to go find me a Bojang. I will just find me lost. a Bojang. Maybe, maybe like Amanda will fall asleep and you can just be like, oh, shoot. Like I turned Siri off. We're in Fairfax. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth it. Seriously, man. Like, if I were you, like, you know, you'll definitely hit a Sheets on the way. A Wawa. Wawa is okay. There's Wawa's, yeah, Wawa's in, in Delaware. Delaware. Okay. There's a Wawa right across the street from our hotel. Okay. So that's good. So. All right, so you'll be fine, man. I'm sorry to get started on Bojangles. I know. That's, it's not going to come I'm, down I'm getting me a Bojangles. So. I'm going to find me some. I know there's one or two in Maryland somewhere. Uh, in the meantime, though, this is probably one of the best weeks for Pitt football fans and Penn State football fans. Well, can, can I just say real quickly, though, that that Pitt game that you wanted to watch last week was like a blowout? No, it wasn't. It was a 20-10 to 10 game. We'll get to that. It wasn't a blowout? No. I thought they were. I thought they were kicking their asses, and that was why I didn't care to watch it. No, see, I didn't even try to watch it because I was watching Michigan Army, which that was the best game I saw all weekend. Yeah, that was a really good game. Yeah, um, but in the meantime, though, here in the state of Pennsylvania, uh, it's Pitt Penn State week. It's the hundredth meeting of the two schools. Uh, Penn State is the uh, has Pitt. As its most faced opponent all time. I pulled some stats here on the rivalry. Mm. Um, Does that include the games that were vacated? Those games that were vacated, they did not play Pitt. Right, but like, did they play someone else during those vacated games? Like, for example, like Ohio State. And no, no, no. When we're they vacate a, a win, we're does at that a hundredth they... meeting. Okay, we're at a hundredth meeting. But say they played like they Ohio, didn't play State. Ohio State. 99 times. Okay, well, just, I'm, I don't know. Maybe they did. You know? Nah, or nah, Rutgers. I don't know. No, nah, no. Nah. This is... The Pitt Penn State is like the uh, fourth longest... Uh, not longest continual running rivalry, but mm. longest game rivalry. Florida, Florida State's number one. Uh, Pitt, West Virginia was number two. Uh, the Red River uh, rivalry... Is okay. number three, okay, and then Pitt Penn State's number four, mm-hmm. um, and whatnot. Uh, so Penn State, uh, yeah, Pitt has been their opponent uh, the most out of anybody else. Uh, the first meeting was on November sixth, eighteen ninety three. Uh, Penn State leads the all time rivalry fifty two forty three and four. Uh, longest streak Pitt had fourteen wins nineteen twenty two to nineteen thirty eight. Uh, the game had several uh, implications in rankings and bowls over the years. 1981, for instance. Uh, 1981, Pitt went into Penn State. They were uh, 10-0 and at the time. They played Penn State and lost. Cost them going to uh, a, a second national championship in four years. Uh, Danny Marino was quarterback as a freshman at that mm-hmm. point. In, or No, he was not quarterback as a freshman in 81. Um, he was a junior at that point in time. Uh, and that was against Todd Blackledge, mm. again, uh, who is a Penn State. Uh, and then again in 1982, um, Pitt Penn State uh, played, and this was play, and this was uh, national championship implications. Penn State won that game, knocked Pitt down, and that was the infamous Sugar Bowl uh, game with Georgia. And uh, Penn State won their first national championship underneath Joe Paterno at that point in time. I think that was Penn State's first national championship of all time. Mm. Um, but that was definitely the first one with Joe Paterno. 
Um, and that was, again, Marino and Blackledge uh, and so forth. Um, the rivalry stopped in 1992 due to comp- conference affiliation. That's when Pitt joined the Big East mm-hmm. uh, officially for football. They were Big East affiliate already for um, basketball and all the other sports, as well as Penn State. Uh, Penn State uh, um, put their application in to be Big East for um, for football, and the Big East said no because the Big East, as we all know, was the Catholic schools thing, and they decided they need some big schools in there, which, of course, if you ever watch the 30 for 30 on the Big East, that the Big East and the Eastern uh, Conference, Power Conference, was devised by Joe Paterno. Then they all band together and kicked his ass out. Um, well, so then that's, I mean, that's when Penn State can joined. Can you blame them? No. I mean, uh, in, in hindsight, like, can you really hindsight, blame them? In hindsight, not at all. But at but the time, like, yeah. At the yeah. time, you're like, why wouldn't that's you want that? Move. People didn't get TV back then, I don't think. Right? Like, well, they, because they, I the mean, biggest, they, cable was, cable was brand the big, new. ESPN founded People the didn't conference. realize, like, what kind if of... If it a, wasn't for the Big East Conference, we wouldn't have ESPN. If you had a, a Big East network of, like, a conference with, like, Pitt and Penn State in it, like, it would definitely be on your cable system, Steve. Mm-hmm. I promise you this. Oh, yeah, it would be. Now... My my whole thing about this like Big East Power Conference situation and, and like the what it ended up actually becoming like I I remember the first season of Big East football because we had pit season tickets mm-hmm. and like Temple East Carolina like these are not like juggernauts Ruck, Ruck, Rutgers Rutgers St John's well St John's didn't Big have football East, well, yeah, no, no. but but, but the, I'm saying like I had like the a, Big East was built around the was built around basketball and they needed the big football schools to make it viable right so that's where they that's when they added Pitt and Syracuse and Rutgers and um. Uh, who uh, uh, Boston College? Yeah, but then Boston to make, College was already there for basketball. To make football work, they had to go and like add, like Temple, yeah, and Virginia Tech. I remember yep. going to a Virginia Tech game, and I'd never even heard of Virginia Shit, Tech. I watched because they, they're not like a northeastern school. Dude, you know? I watched Michael Vick and Marcus Vick destroy Pitt several times. Uh-huh. Miami, Big East, that was a big football. Yeah, that Miami, was, Miami was that was the big rivalry. That I mean, was the big rivalry. Was, remember that Thursday night game where we beat Miami? Oh, at Pitt it was Stadium? so great. Was, I was at that game, dude. Two thousand. It was on ESPN. It was uh, ninety seven. It was my senior year of high school. Well, there was another one. Was I not... remember because I brought I brought my anatomy and physiology book to the game. Well, there so was I could another cram one during halftime. Well, there was another one. It was ninety or two thousand, two thousand or two thousand one. It was Pitt Miami, and Pitt played spoiler again and beat Miami, um, and knocked them out of a national championship run. Yes, that was two thousand two thousand one. One of the two. Yeah, there was that. Um, it was like the last 2003 was the, I think the last year that Miami played in the Big East before leaving for the ACC. Yep. And they played Pitt at Heinz Field and they beat them by like five touchdowns and it was like Ridiculous. 2 degrees out. And like all my friends were there because my uh my good friend had his engagement party like the night before and we we were all like sitting around and my my friend who has access to tickets was like hey like let's all go to the pit game tomorrow against Miami and like, freeze our asses let's off let's go for it and like you thought maybe they might pull an upset it might be worth being there and the, the only thing I really remember they got their asses kicked um a lot of people were mad at the Miami players for dancing on the sideline to outcast during a timeout but one outcast is tight 
It was 2003. <laughs> they were like huge back then. That was ATL aliens. Two, it was so fucking freezing. Right? Like I would have danced to like you <laughs> the know, mamas and the papas. Baby shark. <laughs> Baby like, shark. Just to keep the blood moving. <laughs> That's awesome. And then the snack stand ran out of hot chocolate like before halftime. So and then so the rivalry ended in 1992. Whenever uh, Penn State decided to join the Big Ten, and the uh, and, and seriously. It came down to Penn State joining the Big Ten because ultimately the reason I've heard and I've heard uh, several times over was because the Rose Bowl was the only bowl, that the only major bowl that Joe Paw hasn't won. And the only way you can get into that bowl was to be Big Ten or Pac-10 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that made sense. I don't know if that's true or not. It also makes sense in terms of like, okay, so like, Penn State plays Michigan State every year for the land grant trophy. They do. All right, so like that's like the land grant was like that was like a law that was passed like way 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 back in the day which was like to set up agricultural schools for all these like big midwestern states. Now, Pennsylvania is not a midwestern state and I will slap you if you say otherwise. And we're not an east coast state either. No, we're we're like Pennsylvania's really big in the middle. We're really big. But so anyway, like, be- because Penn State is very similar to, like, Michigan State and Indiana and, like, Purdue. Like, these these are, like, big schools that, that sort of, like, you know, they're kind of like the flagship school for their state. Um, and they, they are not, like, an urban campus. It's more about, like, you know, ag studies and, like, science, like, engineering. Um, so so that that's part of it, too. But I, I don't doubt for a second that, like, you know, Joe Paterno wanting to win the Rose Bowl had something to do with it. I never even considered that before, but I mean, it makes sense, and you can't really blame the guy. I mean, right? it right. is the granddaddy of them all. It is, as they say. I believe he's won it twice, uh, maybe three times here or there. Good for him. Um, and then the rivalry was back on uh, 1997 to 2001, um, and I remember Pitt winning the last. Um, Game. It was, it was at Three Rivers. It was at Three Rivers. Mm-hmm. They beat Penn State in 2001 uh, at Three Rivers. Uh, and then the rivalry was dormant mm-hmm. f- until 2016, where Pitt came on and beat Penn State in 2016. Then in 17, we went to Happy Valley and got beat. Uh, then came back and Penn State beat us last year at Heinz Field um, pretty badly. Like, uh, like was it was a 52 to 6 or some shit. Yeah. Uh, and then this year. This Saturday, Pitt Panthers head out to Happy Valley. Uh, if you listen to Narduzzi's press conference, it was awesome. He's like, this is a great game. It's a great rivalry. He goes, I don't want to end. He goes, I, I wish it won't end. Um, he's like, you know, but I don't have any control over that, really. Um, he goes, I'm friends with James Franklin. He goes, we vacationed together. And he said, you vacationed together as well? We went to this event together. It was a vacation. So we vac- <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's like, we were there like doing a recruiting. It's not, like, it's not like they were like, you know, like shucking clams together <laughs> right, right, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. deck in yeah, the outer he, he's, he's, he's like, He's like, we're friends. He goes, you know, we're coaches. We're in the same brotherhood, but not. He, yeah. goes, I don't, he goes, um, he goes, we both we both love to talk in front of people. Right? He goes, we, we both and, love this the sound week, of our own voices. And this week, uh, the Pitt and Penn State football players are off limits to the media. Um, you had uh, Narduzzi say, "Look, I love you guys. I'll talk to you as much as you want me to talk to you." Mm. He goes, "Call me at three in the morning." He goes, "Well, don't do that." 
He goes, but, <laughs> he goes, but don't mess with my boys. He goes, I got them. He goes, uh, we, we don't need to fuel any fire that's already there. He goes, they're going to do the same thing. And, you know, he goes, I've already talked to guys that they, they could be the last team to ever play Penn State. He goes, it depends. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen down the road. Now, I did a little bit of digging. 2026 would be the next chance that we have for a Pitt-Penn State meeting. Penn State's non-conference schedule was filled out until that year. Yeah. So, honestly, it's not far away. It's really it's not that. Weird. I mean, it's it. You always sounded. I want as much as I want to think that that's like far away. It's not it's like, six years. Yeah, it's not six years. Is like nothing. Could, you get could to be. Could I be know. here in six years? I hope I am. I hope I am too. Um, and I I want to see Pitt win because like the one game that Pitt did beat Penn State in this renewal was amazing. I didn't see it. I was in D.C. Oh, I was like, I was there. I was at like I was looking at like the Smithsonian, so it's okay. I mean, I, I saw some pretty cool shit that day. Right, you did, you did, um, but you didn't see. But Pitt I Penn didn't see live. Pitt Penn State, so live or on TV. Well, so. it would have been on TV in DC. For right, sure. right, right. But yeah, it was just just uh, you know, I figured like, eh, we'll, we'll get them next year, and mm, no, not really, not what happened. Uh, yeah, speaking of Pitt, uh, the Panthers won last week, twenty to ten, over Ohio University Bobcats. Penny Pickett. Yeah, Penny. Penny Pickett. Uh, <laughs> Kenny, Kenny Pickett went 26 for 37, 321 yards, one touchdown, zero INTs. Maurice French, or is that how you pronounce it's it? It's French, yeah. It is French, it's two Fs. With the double F. Yeah. There is a famous American painter from like the 1800s who's frequently I, featured on Antiques Roadshow, and he spells it that way. And I was like, is that real? Is that Yeah, that's what I'm like, yeah. is that? Is okay. that just like his artistic flourish? No, uh, like, yeah. He had 10 receptions for 138 yards, one touchdown. A.J. Davis, 13 carries, 89 yards. Vincent Davis, 12 carries, um, 50 yards, one touchdown. And Kessman had, was two for three on field goals. 41 was as long with two extra points. Um, that's how Pitt fared. Uh, again, like we said, they have Penn State this week coming up. Speaking about Penn State, last week, after a huge blowout over top of Idaho, uh, that was 79 to fucking 7, uh, Penn State had Buffalo come into Happy Valley last week. He took care of them 45 to 13. Um, Sean Clifford went 16 for 22, 279 yards, 4 TDs, 0 interceptions. Uh, Penn State spread the ball around the backfield, uh, so no, no significant one player uh, had anything considerable. Um, uh, Jahan Dotson and Pat uh, Priestmuth, uh, wide receivers, both over 100 yards, both had two touchdowns as well. Um, also, remember... As usual, I hate Penn State until it's time to play Ohio State. See? You disagree with me. I vote for Ohio State on that one. I hate Penn State unless they play West Virginia. <clears throat> and then even that's like the best thing that could happen was that stadium would implode that day. Uh, <laughs> I just don't... I never really... It took... I wasn't... I never considered Penn State a local team. Like, I was I was raised in like a very like pro-pit house in, in yeah. the time when the rivalry still happened every year. My, the, and the, I, I remember in high school when when Penn State like they got like a share of the national championship that one year, 
And I just remember like looking around, being like, "Why is everybody oh, making such a big deal that was about 95. this?" Ninety five. Ninety five. And like, and like, I remember like they were like, "Congratulations to Penn State." And I'm just like, "Dude, this." I, and this I don't is even Pittsburgh. think they got an actual share of the championship. No, they didn't have a, a share, but it was like they they, they finished that, undefeated. That, they, that's when they were voted upon, and the only reason Nebraska was better. <clears throat> the only reason why Nebraska got that is because to this day, you can tell me if I'm wrong or not. But my personal opinion, it's my personal opinion. So. Tom Osborne's last year of coaching yeah. in Nebraska. That's the only reason I think that Nebraska got the national championship that year. But it was all honestly. on voting. Yeah, it was you all. Know? Yeah, that, that's when you put you know thirteen people in a room and sat them down and said, "Okay, so the, both the best teams won. Now, who do we give the national championship to?" These kids these days who are like, you know, fifteen years old and getting all like geeked up for like a doubleheader college football playoff on New Year's Eve. Like, you tell that kid, like, back when I was your age, they just voted. Yeah, yeah. They had, <laughs> and, and when yeah. I was your age, they they voted for the, the old guy who was retiring as opposed to the old guy who was still going to stick around for another 20 years. Right? Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, you tell these kids, like, like, yeah, you had the four top teams in the country play four subpar teams in the country that just happened to win a power conference, mm. and they play each other in there, and they all four win, and you have 13 mm. people go sit in a room and be like, well, this person, I think they uh, they, they, they perform better. Well, couldn't they just <laughs> couldn't they just have the, the number one team play the number two team in a bowl? Like, son, have you ever heard of contracts? Like, You know what I mean? It's just like so have stupid you ever how heard we used of to the do the most it? corrupt organization, one of the most corrupt organizations Well, it's not world. corrupt if you're making money. Yeah, if, you're right. If you're, if you're the one getting the money, it's like, it's normal. That's correct. Speaking about getting money, and I, I don't know about if they're getting money or not for going down and playing Missouri last week, because that's a conference team for these guys. West Virginia University. Uh, the Mountaineers went to Missouri last week and took a big loss, 38-7. to Austin Kendall went 15 for 25, 137 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. All other skilled offensive position players were held underneath 60 yards or less. Uh, Ten total running backs and wide receivers on that aspect. Uh, next week, NC State heads to Morgantown, which NC State's not necessarily a pushover either. No, they're not. Um, they they have been better uh, the past few, few they years. They were ranked last year. Yeah. I don't know about this year, but they were ranked last year. Um, well, then, I mean, all glory to the ACC at this point. You know, that's you know that's what? how Pitt gets their strength of schedule up. Yeah, and that's how... They've already lost that's one how conference Pitt, game. And that's so. how Pitt gets a better better recruiting. Mm. You get I hope Virginia goes morning. undefeated. <laughs> Yeah, right. That'll help pit strength of schedule. Exactly. I mean, that's what it's Hello. all about. Uh, Notre Dame, the Irish had an early bye week <laughs> last week uh, and have New Mexico coming into South Bend this Saturday. Uh, and I'm sitting there looking at this. I'm like, I'm sitting there waiting last Saturday. I'm like, where's my updates from Notre Dame? Where's my updates from Notre Dame? I'm like, how the fuck are they off? It's the fucking week two. I'm like, uh, they played Monday. All right. So they gave them this week off. And then, um, so they got... Uh, New Mexico going into South Bend this Saturday. Notre Dame does get another bye week later on throughout the year. Yeah. Um, I don't know that all teams get two bye weeks, but I think they, like the big conferences, like Pitt ends up playing like a Thursday game, then they have like that 10 days off or some shit. No, I think shit. they all get two. I think they all get two? I, it, at least that's the way it used to be. I All I know I, is the Big Ten wraps up the, uh, Thanksgiving weekend. So. Yeah. 
I mean, mm. they're, the, they're the first conference to wrap up. That's the best weekend, man. And you got Ohio State, Michigan. And Thanksgiving falls late this year. Yeah. Super late. Okay. Like, Amanda and I just looked at the calendar because mm. we go away a day or two before Thanksgiving, before we go to my aunt's house. We go up to Cleveland and hang out for a day or two, depending on how much time and money we have. Uh-huh. And um, Thanksgiving's the 28th. <laughs> nice. That means it'll be like so. So that December first means... by the time we all get back from our <laughs> from our trips we're taking. Yeah, right. Exactly. Because you always go away for Thanksgiving yeah, yourself. Should, yeah. Well, we went away last year. I don't know if we're going to go this year. There's always an invitation, so um, we'll see. So, uh, know, did, did you watch any college games this week? I know uh, your I watched house... Army Michigan. Okay, I, and I also and know I, that I, the Gamecocks are probably on at some point. The Gamecocks were on, but they were blowing out whoever they played. Uh, Charleston Southern. And I flipped to it at one point, but I was just like, listen, like, do you want me to go upstairs and, like, watch this Michigan Army game by myself? Or do you want to hang out and watch this this Michigan Army game together? Because, like, I'm not watching South Carolina, you know, blow out whoever they're playing. Whenever you when have, when me- we've got the number seven team in the country, like, doing everything the they can to lose to a service academy. Like, that's just too much. Like, you can't miss that. So, yes, I watched Michigan Army, and I don't regret it. And then I had work to do, so I... So, Michigan won the game, but they fell in the rankings huge. I mean, yeah. that was... Well, yeah. I mean, so I watched that, and I watched uh, USC Stanford. And then, I don't know if you saw the... the um, the I think it was Cal in Washington... They had like a two that hour. That was the super late game. They had, I know, I, I finished work. Super and late I was game. Just, I they, had a, up, they had a weather delay. I was like, how is this game only in the second quarter? It's, I was like, it's like it was 2 like 2 a.m. here. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, wait, doing the math. I'm like, that's did still this game super start at 10.30 in like California or wherever they were? Or they were in Seattle. They were in Seattle, but did, no, they just they, had they a two had hour like, weather delay. They, what happened was they kicked it off. They played about like, I think like six minutes of, of the first quarter. And then they had lightning. And uh, you're seeing a, mo- a lot of that these days. Like, just more and more of these weather delays. Um, so, um, currently right now, your top 25. Quick rundown. Number one is Clemson. Makes uh, perfect sense to me. Number two is Alabama. The further I see Alabama fall down, be the better. Three is Georgia. LSU is number four. Oklahoma's five. Ohio State, six. Notre Dame, seven. Auburn's 8, Florida's 9, Michigan fell to 10. Um, yeah, Notre Dame moved up spots and they didn't even play. <coughs> Excuse me. Utah, the Utah Utes, uh, number 11. Texas is 12, Penn State's 13, Wisconsin's 14, Oregon's 15, Texas A&M 16, University of Central Florida is 17, Michigan State's 18, Iowa is 19, Washington State is 20, Maryland's 21, Boise State 22, Washington is 23, um, USC is 24, Virginia is 25, and you have a bunch of one-and-one teams that are between 11 and 25. It'll sort itself out. Yeah, it'll sort itself out for sure. I mean, Notre Dame's sitting there at 1-0. and I mean, you know, they only played one game so far. Um, but i got to say, like, in terms of college football being better than the NFL, one of my arguments for that is always that there are just more games and they are longer. 
and they like not not that the games themselves are longer, but that there's like more coverage. Okay, because like you start with game day at like eight in the morning. Ten. Ten. Okay, so you Amanda sat there on Saturday. She goes, "Why the fuck's your alarm going off at ten o'clock on a Saturday when you don't have really? to work till 3 I'm like, "Babe, college game it's day." College game day. She's like, yeah, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah. So anyway, now with the scheduling of these ACC Back, sorry, games, it's nine a.m. If you could actually get the ACC network, like you could actually flip between the pit game and, and the second hour of game day. Sorry, it's it's actually nine a.m. college game day. It's ten a.m. NFL live. Oh. So I was gonna say because it always looks early yeah, as fuck. It is whenever I'm watching, especially when they're on the West Coast and it's dark as hell, and yeah. they're like Oregon. <laughs> it's nine a.m. on the East Coast, and it's <laughs> you know the, the dumbest thing I ever did in college. One of the dumbest things I ever did in college was staying up all night to watch the implosion of Three Rivers Stadium. I could see us doing a similar thing, like for staying up for game day. I, like if game yeah. day was coming to my campus. There's no way I'm going to wake up in time to, like, you got to stay up all night and just power through it, right? Yeah. I bet a lot of people do. I miss college, man. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I actually came back to Pittsburgh to watch Three Horse Stadium get imploded. You did? Wow. Yeah, it, we, we got KDK up in Meadville, so we just watched it live on the TV. <laughs> I came back and sat on my watch. Yeah, like, it's, it was the worst. I felt so sad after I, like, got, like, three hours of, like, pass-out sleep and then woke up on, like, Sunday afternoon. I was like, oh, man. Finish work. Finish work at 1 a.m. Drove back from New York City. <laughs> wow. That's dedication, dude. <laughs> Me and two other people, because they're like, I've never been to Pittsburgh. Let's go watch the building. Did you go to the point? No, we were in Mount Washington. Oh, okay. I was up at the West End Overlook. Safer up there. I was up at the West End Overlook. Okay. Nice. (laughs) Oh, nice. Yeah. Not Mount Washington, the West End Overlook. I know where it's at. I've been there once or twice, yeah. I was like, fuck it, we'll go up here. And packed as fuck, but. Really? Even if that's crazy, man. Dude, people camped out all night. I promise you, like, I would not. You want to talk about camping out for college shit and going and stuff like that? People camped out for that motherfucker. I would not have gone. If I was living in Pittsburgh, I would not have gone to that. I'm not a morning person. Neither am I. I don't like going to, I like... I was still awake for the night before. I don't like going and just, like, standing around waiting for something to happen. Like, I didn't have... We didn't have smartphones back then. What were people doing at the West End Overlook waiting for them to, like, blow that thing up? Just, like, talking to each other? Go figure. We were because everybody was sharing <laughs> memories of like oh memories oh oh I can tweet I, memories. I don't dude, need to I talk was, to okay about okay. Memories. What's your greatest memory of Three Rivers Stadium? Um, Go. Greatest memory of Three Rivers ever. I gotta tell you, one of them has to be the uh, Whippeal final between Woody High and North Allegheny, um, because that was the only time I ever smoked a joint in Three Rivers. Um. Really, like, kind of morbid, but I remember the um, Dave Clark and Jacob Brumfield, like, crashing each other, crashing into each other in center field. I was at that game. That, that was, like, a, one of those, like, injury timeouts that lasted, like, a half hour. That was scary. And every time I see Dave Clark, like, coaching third base or whatever he's doing these days, I'm just like, man, I am so, gra- so glad that, you know, that wasn't worse. Um, in terms of good memories... I went to a playoff game against the Braves where a guy in a Pirates costume and a, like, white skull face paint 
took the tomahawk out of a Braves fan's hand and threw it out of the upper deck. Uh. And the Pirates did end up actually winning the game. Um, I also remember another playoff game where it was like one nothing, and and like the pivotal play was like a grounder that went through Steve Bouchel's legs in like the eighth inning. Um, that's a very vivid memory. Maybe not my favorite. Um, I mean, we could go all day, dude. Pizza so, Hut pop up. Uh, uh, the Four Tops concert uh, with free Kentucky Fried Chicken after the Mets game, where Chuck Berry like refused to play because the game didn't end on time. Hey, guess what, Chuck? Sometimes baseball doesn't end wait, wait, on wait. time. Was that the Mets? Was it the Mets doubleheader? No, it was. It was a Sunday game. Just all a right. single game on a Sunday. And Daryl Strawberry hit a home run, a solo jack in the top of the tenth. Alright. So, so it was like it was like a minor delay, Chuck. So baby. I went to a Mets Pirates Twilight doubleheader and game one went sixteen innings and game two went fifteen innings and mm. we were there until two o'clock in the morning. Oh wow. Um I would I would have to say Peyton Manning's rookie year. Okay. Uh, Monday night football. Okay, good one. I was sitting in All the right. end yeah, zone. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking I didn't go to as many football games there, but yeah. Um, I was at Chuck Knoll's 200th career win. Mm. I was like 10. Okay. I had my I, I got tickets to the Boy Scouts, mm. and my mom and dad were like, I don't want to go. Call your uncle. So my uncle was like, fuck yeah, we're going. And my uncle taught me the whole trick about holding the stadium together, mm. where you take that one nacho, and you put it in the bottom of the cheese cylinder and let it sit there, and it gets nice and flimsy, and then mm. you just take it and whip it on the cement. On the, on the cement pillar, and it's there for life. <laughs> I never heard of that. Um, that's how you hold the state together. Wow, um, that, they probably had to add extra dynamite just because of all your nachos that you ate. Uh, that was one. Um, <laughs> that my uncle showed me how to do. But um, um, you know, uh, I remember um, uh, so many pirate games, so many things. I have foul balls. I have home run balls from pirate games. Mm. Um, 1995, 1995, May was Pink Floyd Division Bell. June, oh, wow. June was um, the Stones Voodoo Lounge Tour, Blind Melon opened up for them. That was two weeks before Shannon Hoon died. Oh, God. And yeah. July was the Grateful Dead, two shows before Jerry died. Yeah. That was, I was at all of those shows. Okay. Um, I would have to say my most favorite sports memory, though, was 1992, the Dion game. Okay. I was sitting on first base in the extended seats where they put the extended section out mm-hmm. with just folding chairs, and they mm-hmm. zipped time together. And when that Deion Sanders 30 for 30 came out, I slowed down everything I could. <clears throat> I probably didn't slow it down as much as I could have to see if they had a camera angle that had me sitting in the seats mm-hmm. or holding a sign, because I had a sign for that one. Because that was a Barry Bonds was going to be an unrestricted free agent and everything else. Um, and I was like, you know, 14 years old. I think I decided to like invest in bonds and shit mm. like that. Nice. You know, <laughs> uh, but bold statement, Steve. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Somebody likes low yields. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> but football yeah. memories. I saw Marshall Falk play there, like his rookie year for the Colts. Um, I saw Bobby Shaw for the Steelers when, when he got ejected from the game for pulling up his jersey to reveal a Superman t-shirt under the jersey. I was there for that. Um, I once went to a game against the Patriots where the Patriots punter, like, punted the ball off of his own blocker's ass. That um, This was back when the Patriots were bad. Nights like Sunday night would 
inspire me to just like remind myself of those days. Like I once was physically present for the Patriots being inept at something. Mm. Like not a lot of people like in the like younger generation can say that. It's true. Oh, they suck. I hate them so well, much. Well, we digress, but in a good way again. Uh, so in the NFL news this week, we've had some sad news. Um, Chris Smith, uh, defensive end for the Cleveland Browns, um, had his tire cut down on his vehicle, um, early this morning, uh, Wednesday morning, um, his, him and his girlfriend both stepped out of vehicle. His girlfriend was struck by an oncoming vehicle, uh, was taken to Cleveland Clinic. Uh, she has since passed away. Uh, that was on Interstate 90, heading into uh, downtown Cleveland. Um, they did have a daughter together that was born three weeks ago, which makes it a little even more sad um, that his daughter will never really know uh, her mom. Um, our hearts and prayers go out to him uh, and his family and his daughter. Uh, also... Uh, sad news that hits home as well. Um, Steelers, former Steelers player Sam Davis uh, passed away at age 75. Uh, he was a four-time Super Bowl champion uh, in the 70s. Davis suffered from dementia and uh, has since gone blind over the years. Davis stayed in the area since retiring in 1982. Uh, he owned and operated several businesses in the area. One of them was a nice construction company as well. Uh, he was found in his personal care facility uh, in a stairwell. Uh, uh, died from natural causes. Um, Rocky, Very sad. Rocky Blyer and them uh, sent out their condolences and so forth. Yeah, I saw um, Rocky Blyer's like Facebook yeah, post. Yeah, I'm sure there will mm. be a. Uh, I'm sure there will be a uh, a seventy steeler studded funeral. Mm. Um, though unfortunately there's not too there's many not of too those many guys left. It's sad. and it's sad because like you know like you, you hate to see it happen um, to these, these football players who you know, end getting up older. getting dementia yeah. um, but like 75 years old that's like I hope I live to be 75 I mean you know my grandpa lived always 90 my grandpa know? was 90 um, no sorry my grandfather was 72 and my uncle, who just passed away recently, was 80. But with Chris, so like anywhere in that range, like I'd be good with that. But with Chris Smith with the Browns, he had a his, a tire blowout. Yeah, that and, sucks, and, man. You know, they, you know, he got out of the vehicle. His girlfriend got out of the vehicle, and she got struck by an oncoming vehicle on Interstate. It's 90. terrifying. Like um, I just, it, it's anytime anybody slow down away, if you're out there driving and you see somebody like stopped at the side of the road. I mean, first of all, slow down and ask them if they need a hand. Right. You know. Don't just assume that everybody has a cell phone that's, like, fully charged at that moment. But even if you're not going to stop, just freaking change lanes, move over, slow down. You know, it's it's not worth it wherever you're trying to get, man. Like, just, I could not imagine, you know, have, having that happen to someone that I care about. Exactly. If, it, if I'm ever broke down like that, I'm just saying, like, nobody gets out of the car but me. You know, like, I'm the captain of this ship. But let you, me assess the situation, and we'll go from there. I'm not saying I'm not saying that I'm not blaming the victim here. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, but I'm just saying, right. like, it's not safe out there on the highways. Like, people drive like assholes. I I was just riding around this afternoon, and I saw almost not one but two separate people get hit in crosswalks. Dude, because I watched people an just accident. don't pay attention. 
I watched an accident two weeks ago in a neighborhood I grew up in that I swear to God, when I grew up, there was a stop sign going down the side street to the main street, mm. which is Lincoln Avenue and Bellevue. I swear there's a stop sign there. Everybody that goes there grows up there. You come to a T intersection and you stop. There's no actual no physical stop sign. Mm. This car just drove down and just turned right on and pff, crush. Like, Grant, there's no stop sign. Yeah. But common sense tells you, T intersection, I should mm-hmm. stop. You know how many intersections in Mount Lebanon that don't have a stop sign? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Just slow a down. Ton. Look. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's, I mean... That's pretty tragic. It's really bad. It is tragic. It is horrible. Uh, condolences go out to their families uh, and so forth, and we wish them all well uh, moving on in the future. Um, now we get to get fired up a little bit. Don't we? We do. Don't we always? It's like when I text you this afternoon, you still good to record tonight? You're like, yep, doing this game, doing that game. I'll be good. And you're like, it's not like we... It's been a slow week in sports. It's not like we have anything to talk about. And I was like, yeah, we got some whippy And you're like, sweet. But in the meantime, um, there's this guy out there named Antonio Brown. And this motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Seriously. I really hope that not only. I really hope there's an investigation on how the hell you get yourself kicked off the Raiders. Okay, to get picked up by the Patriots because it comes to find out later in the week that he the the Patriots were going to give the Steelers a one and a three in the draft right. for AB, and the Steelers says no, we're not going to trade him to you to make you better, and we have to see you at least in the playoffs. If and honestly, they already knew they had to see him this year. Because the Patriots are the bullies, man. Right, you know, like if you tell a bully, like I'm, I'm gonna stand up to you. Well, I'm not, I'm not gonna like well, give you my milk money this re- week. Rewind a you minute. Know, they'll find a way to get it anyway. Yeah, but rewind a minute. Where they were gonna trade Antonio Brown to the Buffalo Bills for their number one overall pick and like a four, mm-hmm. and the Bills had a considerable higher pick. Yeah, they usually do have a higher pick than the Patriots. <laughs> you know, and Antonio Brown foiled that bullshit himself by like yeah. tweeting and whatnot. And that's when the Steelers are like, no, we're running this shit. Shut your mouth, and we control you. We can still keep you on the team and sit you on the bench, and yeah, we'll suck up and pay you money, but you will never play type shit. They could have done that, and they didn't. Come hindsight, I think they should have, honestly. You know, instead of cutting him, just, like, not play him. You know? Yeah, but then then you've got him around. Yeah, then you got and, him around, and, and you've and well, it's no, always no, no, no. Like, that's when you tell him don't come to the fucking stadium. You know, but people still mm-hmm. ask about it. It's still a distraction. Yeah, it's still a distraction. Okay. It is. So they they, so they send the fucking Raiders, and they get a three and a five. And the Raiders, which who knows? This could be good picks. Well, we got. Uh, well, no, Benny Snell is one of them, so he's not there anymore, oh, unless he's on practice squad. Yeah. Okay. Never. Mind. I don't. I don't know if he's on practice squad or not. Uh, and the other one, I forget who the other one was, but here or there. But in theory, a three and a five could could be. Could Antonio Brown? Antonio was a Brown six. was a six. Tom Brady was a six. Yeah. So, right? so but he goes to the fucking Raiders. And any like okay, so my mom, like <laughs> she follows. I mean, she 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 watches sports. She knows about sports. She's on social media and she watches the news. I mean, she's not, like, obsessed with it. She doesn't listen to, like, sports podcasts like, like we do. Um, 
you know, but like the first one of the first things she says to me on Sunday was like, so like, what about this Antonio Brown? Like, kind of kind of fishy that he ended up on New England, don't you think? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I heard. I, I I watched some Seattle shows. Like I heard that Pete Carroll oh. said that like they wanted to try to talk to him, but they were like, "Yeah, no, like you know, Antonio doesn't want to talk to you." Like if you're truly a free agent, like if you're truly just like cut released at the end of the preseason and you don't have like a backup plan, like why wouldn't you at least like take a meeting with Pete Carroll or you know like freaking Skype the guy? For like fifteen minutes, just to find out like what kind of offer they have, dude. I you know, like Skype, this Patriots I, I had deal, a Skype interview for a bartender this, position. I'm saying this Patriots deal was like, you know, I, I really think he just tried to get himself kicked off the Raiders, like yeah, every way possible. Yeah, and then and then you see all the memes come out, which are even hilarious. Yeah, well, you I know, mean, thank God we have memes. Right. Like the only way that modern life is even tolerable these days is <laughs> yeah, like the but, memes. But they were hilarious. I'm yeah. like, I, why didn't I think of that? Like type shit. But anyway, so he goes ahead and gets himself. He, he has a uh, you know the the Raiders fine him. He goes ahead and posts his written letter and puts his own little chicken scratch underneath there and everything else, and then posts that to social media. Then the GM calls him in for a meeting, and he gets all pissed off, calls the GM a cracker, and, like, punts a football away, and everything else like that. Then he talks to Coach Gruden, and Gruden's like, yeah, we got you, you know, you'll be starting on Monday night against the Broncos at home, blah, blah, blah. Then he gets, apparently, permission from Gruden to use that telephone conversation in a video that he posts on his YouTube channel. And then the next thing you know, he's like, fuck you, release me. And then they do. Mm-hmm. They release him at what, 10 o'clock in the morning? I, I posted a picture of it on the Facebook. It was like 10 something in the morning. Uh, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, hmm, Cleveland or New England? What's one of the two? Yeah. And honestly, Cleveland was in the running. They just didn't have the money. Like, how do you get a deal done that fast, though? Well, you, you have a... He has Drew Rosenhaus's. Right, they already had like most of the most of the like I's and T's were dotted and crossed. Right before he was even cut. Yeah, is what I'm saying. So then, I was sitting here late doing the notes for the show, and a tweet came across, and I pulled it up, and I went and grabbed my headphones. And man's like, "What are you gonna be considerate right now and put your headphones in so I have to listen to your bullshit?" I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, e kinda. I'm like, I know you don't want to listen to 20 minutes of John Clayton talking. Mm. She goes, who's John Clayton? I'm like, never mind. Never mind. You don't uh, want to listen to it, though. I'm like, I know so, I, so I put one headphone in. I had the other one looped over my ear in case I had to listen to her for something. <laughs> and, um, and I'm sitting there, and she's like, what I, you- I, That is a very, like, <laughs> relatable comment you just made. <laughs> and I'm just leave it at that. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, huh, wow, really? And she's like, what's going on? I'm like, you don't want to hear that. She goes, no, you're talking about it, and you're like making comments to yourself about it. I'm like, well, apparently the Patriots have contract clauses, mm. especially with AB, and apparently they have with uh, uh, Moss, too. Mm. It's like, if AB is late for any team meeting or function, mm. done. He doesn't show up for anything, done. Any insubordination, done. Misses a workout, 
done, you know, is, you know, uh, uh, misrunning routes and stuff like that, done. Doesn't learn the playbook enough time, done. Like, they have this whole, like, list of, like, things that, like, if he does, he's out. Because they can get away with that because they're the Patriots. If he goes ham on social media one night, done. You know, stuff like that. Okay, so he signs the contract. All well and done. He signs that on Monday because he officially couldn't sign until Monday. That's Mm -hmm. why he was in Robert Kraft's box on Sunday against the Steelers. Which I like hardly watched any of that game. And just... they, they didn't show him or Robert Kraft. Really? Well, they're two of the all. biggest assholes. In... Currently, <laughs> I mean, you are correct. They're really not like the PR that the NFL is right? looking for right now. So then what? what is it? Uh, Tuesday afternoon breaks out? Or was it? Was it? Tuesday? I found out like it was a Monday night or Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday, I get my news typically when I'm like logging on for my work computer at like four four thirty ish. About about the lawsuit, I right. assume is what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like that that came out on like Tuesday afternoon. Oh yeah, um, so it's Tuesday afternoon. Antonio Brown is uh, has rape charges and not charges. Well, okay, but a lawsuit. It, it came out as charges and so forth. Then Was it, it charges? It came out that way first. Now we find out it's a civil suit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which what a civil suit is is they want money. Now here's the deal. Doesn't mean he didn't do it. Doesn't mean he didn't do it. Also, there's emails that came out from him. Yeah. I read those emails. I did not. Western Michigan right now? Central should, Michigan. Central Michigan right now? Are you... Should... CMU? Uh, <laughs> Good old CMU. Central Michigan right now should be questioning themselves on their education. No, like... Because you, he writes like a motherfucker. Well, he didn't go there to play school. He went there to play football. Right. Okay? Now, it... it what was funny is I watched today Barstool Sports had somebody says now we're gonna interpret the Antonio Brown mm. emails, yeah, which is hilarious by the way. If you ever go go to Barstool Sports and check that out, uh, but it's like, hmm, okay, I get it. Now also I'm coming to think that he's in the news a lot. Mm. Somebody's coming after him after a civil suit. Okay. He's not going to get suspended, A, because now he's on the Patriots, and we know Robert Kraft and Goodell are good boys, and everything else. They could put him on the, um, what they call it, the uh, uh, commissioner's exempt list, mm-hmm. which means he can't play, but so gets paid. Yeah. But at good. That, awesome. That's perfect. But at that point... The then, page, then, he, the, the, then he doesn't play, but also the Patriots have to spend money. That's, like, oh, perfect. Well, the other thing is, too, though, is that the Patriots can void his contract. Yeah. For conduct detrimental to the team. Well, I I don't know they would. They can. So, I honestly, and, and this, I've met Antonio Brown, dealt with him over the years. I, I, I've talked to him when he was a rookie. I've talked to him when he was... You know, after he got his first big contract, I've watched the downward spiral as a bartender and server in this town. And you know what? I still don't believe that he raped her. Or why, whatever. Why, why would she put her name out and, like, put all this information out? Like, It's two and a half years later. She's going on a civil suit. 
His name's big out there right now. He's got money. He had money back then, too. He had money back then, too. But he wasn't that big of a name. He was a big name. He's been in the okay, league for yeah, 10 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. He's been in the league for 10 so, years. So she's going back two years, so it's why he was with the Steelers in 17 and 18. Or 16 and 17. Well, so the only reason like you could even surmise that she would wait until after he left the Steelers is because she was like a Steelers fan. There's something behind it. No, like, uh, there, I'm uh, sorry, dude, but like, it's not easy to get raped and like talk about it. So you don't you don't just like I, I'm not come right out and say like oh yeah like this happened to me last night and like let's make a big deal about it like this is this has a name to it like we never learned the name of like you know Roethlisberger's accuser in Georgia no we never did. we never did and also okay? and he got suspended he got suspended for four, four games, games for some for like, accusations police report. a police report accusations this person this person this trainer former employee and that that's another dynamic that is very complicating okay. A former employee of Antonio Brown, like, has an accusation against him. Like, maybe she doesn't go to the police because she's still working for him. Okay, you know that 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 situation at some point gets wrapped up. I mean, you still have a credible claim, and it needs it needs to be investigated. I understand the league is going to meet with her. Oh yeah, they're meeting with her in ten days. So yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. So, but. so he's at least going to get one to two games in before they decide to put him on the list or not. Is what I'm thinking. Well, After, cause until they meet with her, that's that's what I'm thinking. He'll get one to two games in. Well, if he doesn't get anything, then the NFL's conduct policy is a bunch of bullshit. Uh, it is, and I it mean, has it, been. It is, what? and it has been. But they might as well just get rid of it. True. You know. In the meantime, that's enough of that bullshit situation, and I'm sure it will go on, and I'm sure we'll report on it more. Yeah, we'll have more to say. Uh, other games in the NFL this past week, I did watch the first uh, quarter of the Cleveland game, and that first series that Cleveland had going down the field looked ridiculous. Baker Mayfield was phenomenal in the first series. And apparently that's all that he did. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You know, because we all know that the Titans came back and won that game considerably. Um, the Monday night, um, the only other game I watched other <coughs> than the Steelers game was the Monday night game. Uh, I watched both Monday night games. I felt, no, I watched both full Monday night games. Mm. Was the Saints game and the Texans. That was ridiculous. Drew Brees proving that he's still Drew Brees, can do what he does. Um, hell of a game. He actually won me my fantasy game. Nice. Um, and also what helped is that uh, Oakland dominated the offensive possessions in mm-hmm. their game and kept um, and kept the offense from Denver off the field so Lindsey didn't have a good game. Okay. Because uh, I had Drew Brees as my last player to play, and then uh, the guys playing had Lindsey, and he didn't do shit um, because Denver didn't do shit. Uh, but that Saints game... Will Lutz misses a 56-yard field goal right before the halftime and goes ahead and hits a 58-yard career long to win the game. Nice. Now, granted, it's in a dome. Still. but So, Deshaun Watson comes down, fourth quarter, two minutes left. Boom, boom, boom. It was three plays, scores, but still left Drew Brees 37 seconds. That's too much time. That's really not, but like... No, for Drew Brees... For Drew Brees... Yo, Drew Brees gets the ball to 25. They kick the ball through the end zone, gets the ball to 25. He has a play to 10-good junior. He has a play to Michael Thomas. He has another play to 10-good junior. Stop the clock. Timeout. Boom. Two seconds left. 
Will Lutz hits a 58-yarder to win the game. That game was awesome. So far, the best game of the weekend. Uh, did I hear that there was a game that ended up in a tie? Yeah. Uh, was that the Detroit game or was that the Colts game? I think it was the Detroit game. Okay. I know there was a game that ended up in a tie this week. Um, I don't I don't really know who it was. I apologize. Hey, a tie is like, you know. Yeah, it could screw the Browns. Other. The Browns tied their first game last year, yeah. and they're going to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, apparently. Um, <laughs> that screwed the Steelers out of playoffs last year. Steelers screwed well, themselves. Well, the Steelers screwed themselves, please, yeah. Um, you know, there there were actual losses that were more avoidable than that Browns tie, although that, that, that second half collapse was like, what the F? I, I'm looking forward to seeing the Steelers collapse in the second half. <laughs> As opposed to collapsing in the first half, which is what they did against New England. Well, this week the Steelers did play this past Sunday against New England Patriots. Didn't go as planned. I personally did expect a loss, but I didn't expect a no-show. I didn't um, expect them to win, but I uh, think on the show I said that they could win and yeah. like, I wanted them to win. But well, we wanted them to win. I'm they sick could of, like, win. this magical um, thinking. They're not how about win. Dante Moncrief? How about a finger injury? Apparently uh, is the issue, and he's like, you know, I'm not 100%, but I'm going to go out there and play anyway. He's got a finger issue. Uh, he went three for seven um, on receptions. Ben went 24 for 47, 276 yards, zero TDs, one interception in the end zone, of course. Um, no one player uh, went over 100 yards. The defense got broken down. Um, the defense couldn't get, they got to Brady three times, sacked him once, knocked him down twice. Um, and again, this is New England we're talking about. We know mm-hmm. Julian Edelman comes off the corner and cuts across the field and catches a fucking ball for 10 yards. Yeah. For, what, 13 years now? They can't. They just really? can't. Really? They can't How stop it. How do you it. not comprehend this shit? I mean, um, bring back Palomalu, maybe. <laughs> That's a whole other story. Yeah, right. Um, Which, I love that story. <laughs> Especially about Palomalu and Antonio Brown. Um, but... So you have, you know, the New England Patriots coming across. You had, uh, I, I, I put a watch list on the guy in my fantasy league. Mm-hmm. Um, the house is, uh, he has that last name that, like, everybody has. Dorset? Yeah. Yeah. Dorset. Yeah. He had two touchdowns, 114 yards. I have him on a watch on my fantasy team. But again, with Antonio Brown being up there, and if he does play, who knows what kind of time this guy's going to get. We're not sure yet. Um, but you come to the fourth quarter, and you have the, after the defense is broken down, you had injuries um, with uh, uh, Marquise Pouncey, TJ Watt, and Joe Hayden. Why are these guys still in the game at that point in time? For my fantasy. That's defense. I have Juju, though, so like that was another one. Well, Juju like, helped you out. Up. Juju helped you out. But he didn't should. help that much. He got a couple catches in garbage time. but it, Yeah, it, a couple catches and a couple yards in garbage time. He wasn't had 80, 87 yards on like five catches. Yeah, so it wasn't fantasy, enough. So fantasy, and he, and he hurt his ankle. So, it was like thir- so he got you, what, 13 or and a half points? Something. Well, it wasn't yeah. worth it. Exactly. You're right, it's not, not worth it. Um it was just a garbage game. It was one of the worst games I've seen played. We know the Steelers come out flat mm. uh, the first game or two of the season. Uh, this week, though, uh, the Steelers traded Josh Dobbs to Jacksonville for the fifth-round pick next year. Um, they brought... Because um, Nick Foles got injured. Well, Nick Foles, yeah, he broke his collarbone. He so... had surgery to fix it. 
Their backup, his backup was Gardner Minshew from Washington. Right, and have you seen him? He looks like fucking. He looks, I he looks him like in Uncle. He looks like Uncle. What's he his looks name? like Uncle Rico from yeah. Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you think he can throw a football over that mountain? Uh, there aren't any mountains in Jacksonville. No, so it's an irrelevant question. What's um, the highest point in Jacksonville? The top of the stadium. Nope, the bridge that goes over top of the oh, yeah. inlet. Uh. From on ninety five, the bridge that goes from actually where the stadium's at over top to the city itself, where the aircraft carriers come in. Nice. Um, well, that's that the highest sense. point in Jacksonville. Well, you think you could throw a football over that? I couldn't. No, no. not at all. No. Uh, so Josh Jobs, great guy. Met him several times. Dealt with him over the years several times. Super awesome dude. He's like mm. a he graduated with an engineering degree, dude. Yeah, like, he's super smart. Like he's one of those guys that like. I'm playing football because I'm riding this wave and I'm making some money and I can go back and get my doctorate degree and this, that, and the other thing and and call it awesome. Yeah, the um, other guy, Minshew, was like, he's like, yeah, I'm, like, I guess Minshew's like pretty smart as well, but he he said in an interview, he's like, I'm not hmm. even like in the same. I'm not even in the same realm as same Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs, yeah. right? So we'll see like who the better quarterback is, but uh, yeah, like we gotta we gotta check out the brain on the Jacksonville backup quarterbacks. I guess is what we're saying. And uh, so the Steelers bring in linebacker uh, Jerome Elliott uh, from practice squad. Devin Hodges uh, was added to the practice squad after Dobbs trade. Devin Hodges, of course, was the fourth guy in training camp this year. Um, he's known as uh, Duck Dynasty because he's like a world champion duck caller. Okay, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's why he's was like Duck Dynasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually was like out there doing that shit. Uh, this Sunday, this Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, the Steelers have the Seahawks coming into Heinz Field uh, at 1 o'clock kickoff. Uh, the Seahawks are coming off a come from behind win over top of the Bungles. Um, they scored their touchdown in the later uh, minutes of that game. Uh, you know what? The Steelers' defense broke down against New England, and Tom Brady's a pocket passer and doesn't run for shit. Yeah. You got Russell Wilson. That will break out of the pocket and run. He might not get far, but he can move. Um, Tom Brady usually just goes down, and you touch him, and you get a penalty. Yeah. But uh, Russell Wilson's going to run. He can actually still – he can run really well, Mm. Um, make plays happen. Yeah. this is going to be a, a a little telltale game there. The Seattle Seahawks are uh, they're not reloaded completely, but yeah. they have some studs out there. They could have Antonio Brown right now, but he was already promised to the Patriots by collusion. Exactly, guys. collusion's a horrible mm-hmm. motherfucker. Yeah, and it's really happening, and they they got to figure this out in the in the next CBA. It's like way too easy to just like like. Well, they were talking about like comparing to the NBA. Yeah. Like, oh, so we want to go play here? You want to go play here? Yeah, we'll just make it happen. You go there first, and then we'll come there the next two years. Right, but in the like, NBA, you don't have guys like, you know, like, sabotaging the yeah, entire team. Sabotaging just to get, the team just you know to get I mean? released. So I mean, I guess Anthony Davis, like, was kind of close with his, like, you know, I don't want to be here anymore, and they just sat him. Yeah. He wasn't, like, you know, starting fights in practice. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe a person with a different temperament, like, it could happen. But I, I, I don't know what the answer is. Like, I think maybe more guaranteed money would have to be part of it because, like, that's kind of what everybody's going after when they're doing these, you know, performative holdouts and whatnot. It's like, the, I need more guaranteed money. Um, 
and the Steelers don't give guaranteed money. They give incentives. The Patriots don't really give, well, they don't really give guaranteed money. They give Antonio Brown nine million signing mm. and three and was it uh, fifteen total? Right, and he's taking and, a cut. And honestly, like he more he's taking a cut, so he's getting nine million guaranteed, and then he's getting six million after that. But out of that six million, most of that's like incentive bullshit. Mm-hmm. I think after that nine million signing bonus, I think two million's guaranteed, and the other. Four millions incentives, and it's going to be hard to hit those incentives with the Patriots because they spread well, yeah, the ball. They around. spread the ball around. We saw it this week. I mean, we saw it this week that you know, uh, you know, Sony Michelle, I'm on my fantasy team. Me yeah, one point nine points. Yeah, Rex Burkhead had thirteen point five. Who I sat on the bench this mm. week. You know, shit. What are you going to do? They spread the ball around. Not everybody. You know, uh, the only one is consistent is Edelman, and he's guaranteed fantasy points like probably like thirteen a week. Mm. Unless he ends up getting a couple touchdowns, but I mean, seriously, uh, I, I don't. We'll see what happens with the Antonio Brown saga. Um, we'll see what happens Sunday with the Steelers at Seattle coming into town. Yeah, um, I know it'll be a big weekend in the city. There's a lot going on. Um, Matt, what do you have going on this weekend? Anything fun, enjoyable? No, I don't enjoy life at all. Like I got to go and. <laughs> Do this thing now, and you gotta go just, do this thing, yeah, and then Saturday you gotta do this work thing, and then Sunday you get off. I'm working bit. my ass off Sunday, and then or Saturday I work a lot, and then Sunday I just get ordered around, and I'm late. And I gotta go, and I'm sorry. We understand. All right, folks, have a great week. Have a great sports week. Enjoy it. Uh, next week uh, I'll be on vacation, unless Matt and I do a remote recording. Um, we'll be skipping next week, and. Or maybe get something in if I get back early. We'll see what's up. Uh, In the meantime, have a great sports week. Enjoy it. This was episode 96 from Fold Sports. Hey, Ians. Thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Fernald on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook or BoldPGH.com.